This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. Ooh, good stats. This Week in League, a sales surge 10,000% on news that the bright green oval will be removed from the front of the Manly jersey. What's the secret of being a successful Tigers and New South Wales hooker? Mum's the word, says Benny Elias. Nathan Brown takes our right in the party line way too literally while displaying a complete misunderstanding of male anatomy. And we preview all the action for round 14 of the 2016 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 225 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. Welcome again to all our new listeners. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, and of course, if you are a new listener, give us a shout and we will uh, put your name out there on Twitter and stuff like that if you want to get some new followers and stuff like that. We have people out there who like, they join Twitter because they want, you know, just because they listen to the show and they want to be a part of it. And uh, we are very happy to uh, put your name out there and get some uh, followers and new internet friends around you. Um, how's it going? Good man. Recovered. Recovered from last week. What was last week? It was just tiredness, wasn't it? Or were you actually having some sort of syphilis? Or... I was talking about state of origin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that, but we're not going to like go massively into it because at this point it's like a week after the game. So fucking and everyone's analysed it to, to, exactly. to fucking been, death. I mean, you can, you can hear our, our thoughts about it, but we're not going to be going into any um, ginormous depth in like match reporting sort of situation I've uh, got, gotten over that loss and back to the normality of the weekly losses just, just that weekly come, come losses. to being with a pair of pants fan mailbag this week um, mad dog underscore no space if the Titans make the finals, can I count on you guys to help put Mup 23 into some kind of bunker for a few months? <laughs> I think a bunker that we then fucking seal with fucking concrete because you think a few months? I mean, like, <laughs> Mup, Mup came back. Like, I remember, you know, this is, you know, remember the day of the Daily Cherry Evans backflip yep. press release? Like, he blocked me about three hours. The second there was a press conference booked, he blocked me. Like... <laughs> So, so that's the sort of preemptive strike that we need to take against him now. Because uh, actually, I'm, I'm enjoying Mup's tweets this year. He's, yeah. uh, it, it's it's good to see the Titans fans. Actually, it's good that they, that their team can actually play a little bit. I, uh, um, no, I, I don't want to put him in a bunker. Yeah, I want to put him in one of those giant Zorb balls. Yeah, because they're basically soundproof. Okay, yeah. Strip him naked. And Why? just have him run around the streets of the Gold Coast. When's the Commonwealth Games on? Oh, I don't know. That'd so, be that'd be a great advertisement for the city. The the naked Titans fan running around the Gold Coast <laughs> inside a Zorb ball. Just sticking on the sticking on the tram lines, and they can just go down a light rail. They can just go bonk and just rolling down. The- <laughs> then gradually, every time the Titans win another game, yeah, it'll gradually fill more and more with his own jizz <laughs> as he's running around the Gold Coast. <laughs> Yeah, that that picture's disgusting. I, don't, I, actually, I actually don't approve of that picture at all, to be honest. Um, My Saguna 85. It fucking hurts me to do this. Is it, is it me, or when Nate starts each app promoting sports, mate, at the end, Jay sounds like he's, and then puts some emojis, you know, indicating masturbation, when he says at the end, stats. Saguna. Oh, Saguna. God. That is the me? joke. About a month ago, someone said... 
you know, you sounded like heavy breathing, heavy breathing yeah. or something while I was doing the sports mate yeah. read. And so, uh, as a joke to expand upon that, we then <laughs> we then purposely recorded, <laughs> and that's that's kind of the joke, Sigurdi. You haven't actually uncovered the, the any fucking mysterious mysteries. <laughs> in, no, I mean, there's no great secret here. You haven't solved fucking Agent this. Saguna Mulder. <laughs> you you want to believe? <laughs> you want no? You, you, yeah, I mean, we we kind of deliberately did it, and mm. I thought it was really obvious that we did. Um, M51 Avoider jumped in and said, uh, "How dare you two show enthusiasm for a sponsor?" In reply to that, and yeah, that's not that. That's yeah, that's that's uh, that's not the point. Oh, that I was looking to make. It's just like, dude, that's a fucking joke. Pay attention. I mean, come on, son, you're better than this. Or may or maybe not. I don't. I don't know. Mm. But try. Tune in next week when Saguna tweets us and tells us KFC sponsors the video ref. If I get Greg Lewis can't count the two. <laughs> A voodoo rock. Robbie Farrow has done a Tonya Harding on Maddie Ballon, I see. Hash, weapon of, discru- weapon of destruction. Hash, frozen schnitzel. Mm. I feel bad for Maddie Ballon. I mean, fancy uh, leaving the club that you love and served diligently, won premierships, all that good shit, played Origin, to go and like have one game at fucking Disconto Kleinsville yeah. and then blow out your knee and you know, potentially end your season. That's a... Um that's a pretty big fall from grace. Like uh, last week, we were talking about the the worst ROIs in the NRL. Anyone that's gone from Manly to anywhere is or is always at the top of the list, or has been contracted for ten mil at Manly. But then no problem because they haven't they left Manly, <laughs> and he'll go on, and you'll see over the next you'll see over the next couple of years, yeah. you'll see the glorious glory. But premierships and whatnot. Tweet us in and talk about the biggest. Uh, the biggest individual declines or falls from grace. So you're actually talking about a player, a player, a player from. who who went from because Matty Ballon was was heir apparent to to Cam Smith. Yeah, but I mean, he never. I mean, the fact is that Cam Smith is just never gets injured, so he was never going. I mean, that that was parallel careers. Like he was never going to be the guy unless the guy. And when the guy was out, he was in. But and, you know, the guy was just never fucking out. Like, yeah, but he's then, not younger. You know what I mean? But then like, there, so. was, there was never there was never any talk about him. Um, you know, even being a bench player or a utility well, that's player for Queensland that's Origin. That's because Queensland don't carry two fucking but, players in their yeah. side. Oh, you know, they took, a, they took a Michael Morgan in. Yeah, but I mean, Michael Morgan's not a hooker. He's a guy that's versatile. No, no, but he's a, a, number he's of a non-forward. No, but he's a, he can play a number of positions as well. I mean, he's like he's, he's complete backline cover, you know, in combination with shut, shutting, you know, shuffling other people around yeah, and things like but that. He, but again, Matt Ballon could have been, and he did play on the bench a couple of times for Queensland. Yeah, he's he, not like... He never he, carried on with it. And then yeah. even when he was going to Hookers a new are very club, specialist, though. Oh, they're special, all right. Fucking cunts. I mean, you don't, but, they, they pick up the ball and they pass it left or right. <laughs> they're not made for running into the teeth of defence. They're actually run, oh, they're running into the back of other players yeah. as they retreat things. They're not like made for the tough stuff. They're not like edged. They're not going to bust the line and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. But, uh, but who else? Who else is the biggest fall from oh, grace? Oh, fucking, I think, hands down, the biggest fall from grace would have to have been... For, or, well, no, not hands down. That's that's crazy because people are going to bring up some, some really poor players. But Matt Orford has to be fucking close. When he, when he like, came back to, like, when he, to he, Canberra? He had an okay season in 2009. Like, okay. Um, went, to, went to England. Mm. Terrible there. Like, failed to deliver at all uh, for Bradford or whoever he played for. Came back... And like, what the fuck was going on there? Yep. Like he was gone within like yeah. you know, half a season, sort of thing, wasn't yeah. he? Like he was yeah. literally like a mid. That's to me, that's one that really sticks out in my mind. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
But yeah, I'm wondering if there's been anyone. And I think that the caveat is it can't be like an injury-based one. Like Campisi went over to England, his knees his knees were d- destroyed. So it wasn't like he he suffered this massive loss of form or anything. He, dude's body just couldn't well, no, hack it. But if somebody has one injury and then comes back from it and just just goes into nowhere's Phil, that can count. Yeah, well, fucking Maltzen's another classic example. Yep, there's another good one. I mean, that dude, he was... I remember when they were positioning him as, like, the West Tigers' Brett Stewart yeah. back in the day, like, very early on. And then I remember the game, he got, like, shot from a sniper and fucked his knee. And That's he right. was... He played after, but he was never the same. And then he just kept getting injured and injured and injured. Yeah. And in places he hadn't been injured before previously, <laughs> like, as well as, you know, repeats on where he had been injured. So, you know, he was he was another one that's mm. probably up there. I wonder if there's been like like the biggest in, like take injuries completely out of it like someone who's just absolutely fucking tanked it in life like as far as like form and everything like, like Ben Hunt last month <laughs> <laughs> or Milford the last month <laughs> I mean you know push that over a year so yeah, yeah push it over two years yeah it could so be the beginning go, the beginning yeah. the end uh, <laughs> Jamie right. Sowers seems to have these mini multiple declines all the time I mean he's like he, he was the next big thing at East decline out the door over the Dragons wins a premiership decline out the door yeah. goes to England um, comes back yeah makes legitimises the Panthers again briefly and has occasional games where he's like where he, he kicks them to victory just by a, you know amazing kicking game yeah. and then and that was like that was like three weeks ago when he won a game pretty much single handedly with the with kicking East. games yeah and um, and now he's he's been dropped like within like space of a fortnight. He's done something to anger the fucking yeah. <laughs> so like that dude, like he knows he, he he's he can have his, like he's like a fucking wave like waveform. He sees like, he goes up down up. Yeah, that's down. it. So yeah, not not so much inconsistency, but someone that's just no. He's just good, and then goes shit. Like maybe he gets comfortable. I don't know. Like he, he goes he goes to place is good. Goes shit leaves. Goes good. I mean, the idea with Jamie Sowers is you bought you put him on two year contract, and no matter what he fucking shows you in those two years, yeah. no matter how good it is, yeah. he went to Dallium two years in a row. Put you him still, on two years. You still do yeah. not sign him again. Yeah, you, he's he's out there after two years. That's yeah. it. It doesn't fucking matter. That's it. He wins a golden boot two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. That third year, you. you know, I know it's tempting, <laughs> and the media will be going, "What are they doing? He's been amazing for him." Yes, he has yeah. acknowledged, noted, agreed. However, history says the third year he's gonna be fucking throwing it into the, into the grandstands. Look, you've got to change the batteries in your remote sometimes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, Matty Ballin. Uh, fuck, I feel for the guy. Cause he, he's, my, my my number one Matty Ballin memory was um, at a uh, a post match function, uh, and um, in Brisbane uh, at the the hotel uh, near the transit centre, and um. He came in. The players came in kind of late after they'd had you know the you know cool down and you know all that sort of shit they yep. had to do. And he's come in. It was a win over the Broncos. And he's just like, oh, fuck! I love beating those cunts. Because <laughs> 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 like, he he never he always remember like Wayne telling him, fucking you're never going to play first grade. Yeah, like, you know. So yep, he never forgot it. And so yeah, he, he enjoyed it very much. Um, where are we? Matu. M-A-T-T-O-U on Twitter. Love the Mick Malloy show chat on the last episode. Took me back to that great time in television. Uh, shit time in television. <laughs> Paul Mack underscore 78. Robbie Farrow's decade of losing was some of your best work. Nearly crashed my car laughing. <laughs> it's funny. At the time, I was just like, 
just reaching. It was, <laughs> <laughs> I was just treading water. I was trying to think of like, champagne I, comedy. I started the list, and I was just like, "Fuck! I've only got one item." Where am I? <laughs> League underscore fan eighty one. Crazy how the NRL are talking life bans for match fixing, yet wife beaters get a six figure salary and a story of redemption. It's not crazy, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's, uh, we you know. We don't want to beat that <laughs> that, that yeah. dead spouse any, any more than it needs to be. Yeah, we we agree. People don't have a right to to uh, to earn a living in you know shouldn't have a right to earn a living in rugby league after doing stuff like that. But yeah, it's the way it is. And they do see where where gambling and things like that are concerned. They do take that obviously very seriously. Things that can affect the results and the like, not just the integrity of the game by having wife bashing cunts in in teams, but the integrity of the game in terms of can't trust the results that you fucking get yeah. on the field because they could be potentially tainted by you know fuckery going on. So, look, I, I get, I, so I get that. Um, it's mutsy. Well, I guess Tubi finally gets that investigation he always wanted. <laughs> that is the like the fucking tweet. That's that's almost going to be the tweet of the year. Uh, Froth Rocket 87. This guy sounds like a loser. A bloke's sandwich got covered in coal dust. He was hashed Serena sandwich and I fucking lost it. He let us in on the joke and, had to, and I had to look you up. <laughs> oh, um, welcome, sir. Yeah, and he, then he said, you've definitely added a bit of X factor to my early morning drives to work. Yeah, hash frothing. Fuck hash you, shush cunt. See, you started off so well. <laughs> he's proven he's basically, he's, he's adapted to the show most excellently. Yeah. Well, it really has. Uh, on a daily basis. That that makes Saguna's previous tweet even worse. Well, is that, that a new could, guy can come in and just nail two inside and he just, jokes? He's just throwing fucking Serena burgers and yeah. X factors around in in correct yeah. context. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Saguna in decline, mate. Just like get your head out of the emojis for a minute. Get back in the fucking game, mate. <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis, just when you think the show can't get any more ruthless, he lost his mother becomes a thing. <laughs> uh, you know, I laughed so hard that I realised my soul was officially dead. <laughs> Uh, at, uh, at White Pie, absolutely roared with laughter this week's this week in league episode. There's loose and there's Twill Nation loose cracking. Listen, guys, thank you, sir. Uh, Bernard JKD, he said, dear, uh, dear me, you need to practice your Scottish accent as it sounded pure Irish. Good, I can do a great Irish accent. That's great. That's a win. Exactly. Okay, fucking same, same. Yeah, all the same over there. Just start taking the piss out of Jamoan or whoever it is. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. it's awesome. So I can do an Irish accent. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the compliment. <laughs> at our pop sh, okay, Josh Hannay's cunt cousin. If hating Rabs is cool, then consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> if only Glenn was still around to not get that Ash referential <sighs> retard. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to bring that uh, that out now. So I actually counted in State of Origin. Yeah. Uh, Rabs confused more white players than black players or non-white players. There's a tweet so, coming up in the East game where he actually confused Kate Evans with Napa. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually black, like all darksy with white. Exactly. He's an equal opportunity old man. He's just he's just an ab- he's just fucking needs to be old yellowed. <laughs> Um, at Astronauts was waiting for the Glenn soundbite all show then boom closing credits fucking hilarious <laughs> bit of an in joke there for, <laughs> for people who know <laughs> uh, at Morso M-A-W-S-O trying to listen to This Week in League at Work this morning almost got the sack for laughing too much guys you've got to have a disclaimer from now on I want to you know what we've been about 
There's been two, 224 previous yeah. episodes. So, so clearly, the clearly, <laughs> clearly, the other the other 223 were, were not funny at all. <laughs> uh, cavernous Hope. On with Jay about Rabs. Sensational. Literally the only person that tweeted in your favour. As I said, it's the cool only, to hate Rabs. The only, the only one. Fucking don't be a sheep. I'm not saying, we're saying you're the hipster. No, you're the outlier here. You're the out, you're the outlier here. No, because hipsters are now cool. Sitting there, sitting there with cavernous hope. Sitting over there, drinking your drinking your fucking loaded milkshake out of a fucking mason jar, <laughs> <laughs> with a deconstructed fucking avocado smash on a fucking wooden board in front of you. What, what's deconstructed? Is that just an avocado? <laughs> it's like it's like a fucking avocado sitting on, sitting on a cutting board <laughs> with a loaf of fucking bread. <laughs> With a little midi bowl of balsamic vinegar and fucking olive oil and some fucking sea it's salt. Just olives and a mortar and pestle. Yeah, everything's deconstructed. In fact, it's not even a cutting board, it's just a fucking lump of timber. We're so hipster, it's reconstructed. <laughs> oh, uh, um, at Mario Siegs, you wouldn't be in a room with 10 Twitter people that hated Rabs. Yes, ah, so you mean every meetup so far. <laughs> So yeah, he will be attending his first one down at the grand final this year. I'm happy to happy to inform you all. I'm, I'm but, wearing um, a shirt that says "I love Rabs." Yeah, do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. Do it. I'll hook you up. Nice. You got to do it. Yeah, but you got to. It's got to. There's got to be some sort of design element too. Like I don't know. Uh, old man's balls. <laughs> old man's balls around the neck. Rabs built a statue in my pants. <laughs> there's the back. <laughs> Blue underscore B by sheer luck I was doing shoulder press on a machine and not free weights when the list of Farrah's lost things came up. <laughs> Grasshopper 474. I think Jay needs to go into the home with Rab so he can show him how he really feels. Hashtag gobbies all around. Yeah. So, M51 avoider. Jay trying to defend Ray just shows he's a 17-year-old girl wannabe starfucker. Dot, dot, dot. Or he got dropped on his head. <laughs> See, this is the thing. People confuse yeah. not wanting to throw hate on a staple of TV commentary with desire to give oral sex. Look, he's a Batman versus Superman of commentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rabs. Time to go, Rabs. The, the, the tribe has spoken. <laughs> Uh, this week in X Factors, some good week for X Factors too because we had State of Origin. Uh, special K Online. James Hooper has X Factor Tourette's two in five minutes for BJ Lua, Connor Watson, next to me, Rory Costa Jason. Uh, Giannis underscore Mateus. Just listen to Fox's Market Watch where Noddy and I can literally jizz 10 X Factors in 20 minutes. <laughs> X Factor whores. Um, Warren Smith on, uh, yeah, on Fox, uh, he, he tweeted. Uh, the Sharks game on, on Monday night. Nine in a row for the Sharks. Only very good team string that many together. <laughs> Impressive D and a dash of Barber X Factor. Ben R47. The commentator called Ben Barber an X Factor right as he bombed the trike. No coincidence, <laughs> I think not. Uh, base Chapo. Paul Ken on Triple M Sunday in row yesterday said Fafita has the X Factor. Uh, on yeah. a blood buzz. Ben Barber is the most useless use of the word X Factor though. Because his is the easiest one to say. He has speed yeah. or pace. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's- well, you know, then he's got the, you know, the the ability to be in the right place. You know, like the, the right place at the right time for you know support. Like, so he's a vision to 
you know. Oh, you mean does pop up? Does what a fullback's supposed to do? Does what and, a football player's yeah, supposed to do? Yeah, but I mean, you say that's what a fullback's supposed to do, but I mean, how many fucking actually do it though? Yeah, that's very true. I think it's like fullbacks are more like you know extra five eights now, yeah, yeah. not like the roving. Like I mean, and if you think of five eights, only like Terry Lamb used to be fucking. He used to be everywhere, you know. It was an offload of pass. He yep. was a guy on the end of it. Um, he's a footballer in quotes, or he's a football player in quotes. He's the companion to X Factor. Example: Milford has X Factor. Hunt is a footballer. Hunt so much of anything at the minute. Oh, there's Milford. He had a field goal kicker, that's for sure. Uh, Rob sold out. Freddie with an early X-Factor call for Fafita on the bench. Another yeah. origin, of course. Um, also, Billy Moore with the X-Factor spiel twice in one <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and he probably had Queenslander four times in uh, six words in the sentence. Uh, what, was it? what was the other word? <laughs> yeah. Although that, that does stick with his ability to only say three-syllable words. Yeah. Did it he actually, I was, I was, I was stunned. Um, we met him at the grand final last year. He was in the corporate areas where we were, yeah. um, just in the stands there. We saw him, and, um, and we were, yeah, fucking blind drunk. But um, he actually, from from what I remember, I mean, and, and like you know, big big caveat there. There was a lot of alcohol between then and you know, but um, I, I believe, if I recall correctly, he could speak English. And I was stunned. And, I was stunned yeah. to learn that fact. Really, I was stunned. Oh, well, he was born in New South Wales, though. This week in Luke Dawn, Rob Conlon, 25. Last season, Leeds won the treble. Then we signed Keith Galloway, and now we're the bottom of the league. Coincidence? Hash, Galloway in decline. Sir, Galloway, he was never not in decline. He was in decline ever since Hopewadi did that fucking yeah. Randy's Macho Man Savage flying almost yeah, strike to him and, and drilled him back in like 2002 or something. Yeah, Where the fuck it, it was, 2004 um, that, or five. Yeah. That rattled the cage. Yeah, in a big I mean, bad way. You need to introduce yourself to some West Tigers fans on Twitter because um, I can assure you, Keith Galloway has been—he he declined many <laughs> times. I mean, you, what you're seeing, admittedly, actually, one of, it was one of the most impressive feats in um, in like West Tigers history. Like they won the premiership, that's fine. The second most impressive feat is that the col- the fan base as a collective kept the secret about Galloway until the ink was dry on the contract to get him overseas. <laughs> Just amazing teamwork. And when you see, yeah, considering the bickering over, you know, too much white, not enough white in the jerseys, you know, yeah. West is bring back yeah. the Magpies. Considering all that, the fact that they all pulled together to get make sure that Galloway actually got on the plane, it's like, pretty impressive. Um, Craig Malson, or Molson, uh, M-A-L-S-O-N. Hi, guys. Just wanted to intro myself. I'm Craig, the X-Pac Cass fan. Got put in, got put into you by the Super League Pod boys. Really enjoy your podcast. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's got put into us. Hey, let, let's not be grammar Nazis or or spelling Nazis. So no means no. Well, not without that's... much. <laughs> that's, thanks, thanks, board. thanks, Super League Pod boys. You're basically uh, facil- facilitating like rape that's, of us well, <laughs> by them by by listeners at the, at the very least. You know, sex holidays and human trafficking. Yeah. And a bit of a Blakey Blake. <laughs> <laughs> so without further ado, let's listen to the boys this week. Uh, Super League Pod, the uh, the aforementioned uh, sex traffickers. Get around their show at, at Super League Pod on Twitter. And uh, you can track them down from there. And uh, send us a tweet if you get into the show for the first time. Because um, just so we know that you know we're sending some, sending some uh, listeners their way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so here they go. 
Hi gents, it's Mark here from the Super League pod. Uh, no Tom this week, but I will endeavour to go through all six matches from the Super League myself to make sure you're bang up to date with what's going on in the Northern Hemisphere. We're going to start on the Thursday night game, as we always do. Wakefield were battered by Hulkingston Rovers, 54 points to 16. Hull KR had all the big names turning out from Albert Kelly, Morris Blair, Terry Campese, all managers all managed to get on the field together and it resulted in a big win. Wakefield, on the other hand, were not at the races. Bill Tupu is a name that some of you might not even know because I didn't realise who he was before he came over here, but he played and scored a try. That's about it as far as Wakey go. Moving on to a bumper Friday night when we have five fixtures. I'm going to start at the John Smith Stadium where Huddersfield went down 30 points to 22 to Luke Dorn's Castleford. It wasn't Luke Dorn who was making the headlines, unfortunately though. We had Jake Webster, Denny Solomona and Junior Moores putting up big numbers in this game. And for Huddersfield, Sam Rapera, remember him, he's not injured anymore, it's remarkable, I know. He had 163 metres for Huddersfield Giants, but Sebastian Ikehifo, he managed to break his jaw and not even realising this match, and his short, short career so far in the Super League is almost over as soon as it's begun. He's out for eight weeks with a broken jaw. Moving over to table-topping Tongan and Samoan fielding, Legends Hull FC. They are thirty points to ten winners this week, and they stay at the top of the at the top of the table. Mark Minicello again contributed for them, but it was uh, British talents, homegrown talents. Jamie Shaw, Scott T- Taylor, Danny Howen. They were the ones who put up the big numbers to see Hull FC over the line. In response to that, for witness, their main performer was Hep Cahill. Do you remember him from Melbourne? Another one who no one really remembers. Then we slide over to Leeds Rhinos, um, and you probably know what to expect if you've been checking out this week in League Dawn over recent weeks. They lost this time to the Catalan Dragons. The Catalan t- side had a large contingent of French sides rather than uh, NRL rejects this week. So it's names like Morgan Escaray, Elwa Pelissier, and Jason Battieri, who's, yeah, a bit Aussie, let's face it. Those were the guys that saw them over at the line. Brett Delaney and Mitch Garbutt were, were big effort makers for the Leeds Rhinos, but it really wasn't enough as they continued to sit at the bottom of the table. Over the right side of the Pennines, you had Salford hosting Wigan Warriors, my Wigan Warriors, and Wigan were able to squeak out a 23 points to 20 win on in this game. Matty Smith's goal line, uh, t- touchline conversions and half-time drop goal proving a difference maker in what was a close game in the AJ Bell Stadium. That didn't stop Justin Carney bash through more holes than he bashes through teammates' wives with eight tackle busts and 197 metres in this game, but it was not enough as a Josh Tr- Joshua Tr- Charlie hat trick saw Wigan home. Then the final game of the weekend saw Kieran Cunningham's plucky and unlucky, if you believed him, St Helens side get a Thumping 26 points to 4 at home to the Warrington Wolves. Chrissy Sandow fast becoming a legend in Luke Dawn's stead over here in the Super League. Had a try and a try assist, but he didn't really face much resistance from a very poor St. Helens side. Warrington stayed just behind Hull FC in the table. As a result of all that, Catalan and Wigan are also sat there two points behind the leaders. 
it's getting a little bit more interesting with defeats for Widness and Wakefield at the bottom end of the race for the top eight as the season splits in a few weeks. But Leeds Rhinos and Huddersfield Giants are probably two teams that aren't going to be worried about that as their poor seasons continue. Facebook. Okay, um, Aaron Ma this week sent us a media release. The Cronulla Sutherland Rugby League Club has today made a passionate plea for help. CEO Lyle Gorman fronted the media to ask for donations so that the Sharks can continue their successful season. Mr Gorman said, Like ourselves, our fans did not expect this much success this soon into the season. As a result, they've been handing out bags of dicks at a rapid rate. We're halfway through the season and almost out of penises. Today we launched our 2016 Sharks for Sharks appeal. Please donate penises so we keep giving them out after every win. With only one for feeder left, the amount of dicks at the club's been halved. Some conditions do apply. Being Cronulla, we only accept white dicks. We're also contacting our sponsor, X-Blades, as we're running long bags also. <laughs> nice one, sir. Um, I had an email from Ben from Tassie, if you remember the Blues Unit from a couple of weeks ago. Ben from Stream, Tassie. Stream of Consciousness. Um, this one's actually more, more coherent. Since 2006, when Origin was dead, in quotes, and only a Queensland win could save it, I made a bucket of money betting on the Maroons. Why? Everyone loves a fairy tale. It's the same reason I won a ton on the Broncos in the NFL betting in round seven when Manning was injured. Fairy tale. For years, I've said the next true Queensland immortal should be Tony Archer. Origin began with the grasshopper openly admitting he cheated when he refed Origin. Archer was on the back page of the telly in a Maroons jumper. I'm absolutely disgusted at the way Origin's been called since it started. New South Wales have always played against 14 and have won generally in spite of refs. Do you remember when Bird was penalised for tackling Cronk too hard? Well, Gal got one of those last night. Sure, the Morris try was not a try, but was Morgan's knock on and knock back? It's a joke. Pathetic. But what a fairy tale in front of a sellout crowd for Game 3. 80,000 is a lot of people. How do we get them there? Uh, there's a number of serious, serious defeats from Maroons Origin's dead <coughs> New South Wales keep getting beat in tight ones of bad ref calls they keep turning up oh and this isn't ref's fault the games are on YouTube watch them and Kevy let the cat out of the bag in true smug redneck fashion put it this way I'll be asking those two referees to not be officiating in game two Daily snarled there's your story based on history and based on that game both sides were granted four penalties in the Dower affair Daly's Queensland counterpart Kevin Walters joked we can get them back in when asked about the performance of Sutton and Cummins the latter who was subject to an Anzac Day tirade from Roosters coach Trent Robinson but being honest we did get some nice calls favourable calls and you need them at this level Walter said you make your own luck too all those 50-50 calls certainly went Queensland's way whilst I don't want to watch Origin so hang on just to to get in there you make your own luck but the 50-50 calls all went our way yeah yeah and um so how's he how's he making sure that all those 50-50 calls well they made their own luck clearly yeah that's I don't know what the recipe is but they made it and uh, Ben finishes up saying, whilst I don't want to watch game two or three or any Origin ever again, I probably will fuck you NRL in Origin. <laughs> that was probably written Wednesday night, Thursday morning. There, thereabouts, yep. yeah. He sent me a couple of emails this week, actually. Things, uh, I think we're actually keeping him, you know, off off his meds or <laughs> keeping him even. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, some some of it's you know some of it's not fit to print, frankly. And I mean, for me to say that, that's fuck. Oof. <laughs> you know, it's, got, it's got to be pretty ordinary. Um, <laughs> finally, uh, before we get uh, get into the news, I, I just want to give a shout out to our mate Timmy McIntyre. People who've been to the meetups obviously know he's been to both both of the grand final meetups, and he's um, a fairly prominent member of the Tool Nation gang. He uh, sent me a DM this afternoon, said. Uh, See if I can give him a plug. He's doing a gig at the Coogee Bay Hotel this Monday at 8pm. Free show. So, um, get along there. 
show the boys some support. Uh, get a nice big crowd of Tool Nation guys there. I know there's a few of you that live you know, pretty close to the Coogee Bay Hotel as well. So get around there and uh, get around Timmy and uh, the Coogee Bay Hotel. So don't eat the ice cream. And don't be a cunt. When you're in there, show a little bit of Tool Nation love to your brother on the stage out there putting his balls on yeah, the chopping block. Yeah, don't, don't go... If you're going to be one of these, you know, heckling cunts, yeah, don't, don't... The no. heckler is never as funny as the fucking comedian. No, no. They're, and, fucking, they're, they're annoying. And best case scenario for the heckler is you end up on YouTube with people laughing at you. Being humiliated. So go and support your brother. Yep. And worst case scenario is you know, the other Tool Nation people take you outside. Give <laughs> 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 you fucking kicking. <laughs> so yeah, don't be that guy. But do be that guy and go around and uh, and uh, support Timmy and uh, make a lot of noise and uh, mm. support his stand-up comedy career. Thank you. News, okay. Um, first story. I just want to talk about the origin. Just anything you had to, you wanted to add about the origin. Obviously, Queensland one six four. Uh, was a very, very tight game. There was a misconversion on both sides, so the, the missed goal from uh, from yeah. Reynolds wasn't. It was, it was crucial in the sense that, you know, in the final wash up, it would be mm. nice if we had got it. Also, had that disallowed try for Josh Morris, and like I think I'm happy with the decision yep. of that try. To be honest, it. It didn't look like it ever went down. Um, there was mentioned earlier in that email about. Um, the, the knock on or the knock back from Matt Moore and there was no you know what it probably wasn't knock on but there's like about three or four minutes before then there was a there's something that came off New South Wales that should have been yeah exactly. should have been their ball and they didn't get and it went our way so I mean I'm, I'm not so concerned about individual calls yeah because the, there were some ordinary ones yeah um, my issues stem from the selection table first of all uh, I think that in situations like that one of the most important things you can have is big game experience yep and eligible fullbacks for New South Wales at the moment. Lachlan Coote is head and shoulders above any other. Yep. And the closest thing you can get to a state of origin game is a grand final, and he won a grand Just final played one. last yep. year. Yep. You know, uh, what the fuck else does this kid have to do to to get a selection? Yeah. You know, uh, Moylan didn't have a bad first game in terms of an an actual game. He he was horrible. Yeah. Um, the. The other thing, it's time to fuck Robbie Farrer off and out to pasture. Oh, and people be and look and like Robbie Farrer, like it's it's very easy to justify his his presence via statistics to go, oh, he made X amount of tackles. He did some good things. I mean, like you know, in, in terms of repeat sets and stuff like like you know, there's a couple of those. I mean, I think yeah. New South Wales got four repeat sets in the game, which was I think they only got one in the entire fucking mm. series last year. So that was a good thing. However, his consistent flow of the game delivery yes. of the ball was fucking atrocious and it cost us so many times with forwards not you know having to alter their runs to get you know to get the ball and and, and just making some terrible choices yeah. as well when the ball came back to him um, passing to flat footed people and things like That's that it. it was just it was just so fucking he obvious tried, and glaring yeah, to me the, more so than other years. I mean, just, like in other years when I've hated on Farrow, it was because of like individual out on the full, yeah, and, just and individual just dumb shit he did where he tried to take the take the game himself and just made an absolute mess of it. But this was like this was a more subtle like overall fucking yeah. thing that permeated you know permeated his entire game. One thing that's fucking me off more than anything at the moment, and it didn't just happen in State of Origin, yeah, is players standing around in their 
fucking Jesus Christ pose. No, yeah, not with, me. With so, your arm, arms yeah. out there. No, look, looking at the referee. You know, oh, come on. Oh, oh, but he was... Oh, Queen's oh, only shocking for that. Oh, like, oh, every fucking tackle. Yeah, but see, when Robbie Farrow tries to out Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith, yeah. all it does is slow down his service out of dummy half. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking atrocious. Yeah. You, know, you can go on and on about how, how good his repeat sets were, but you're a hooker. Yeah. Queensland dominated all night in the speed of the ruck. Yep. And if you looked at how many times their players were tackled and ended up on their back compared to ours, yep. and I don't know whether they've got a better wrestling coach or whether it's something they focus on more, yep. but it should have been his job to compensate for that yep. and at least speed up the service. Yep. You know? um, I don't think our forwards stood up either. I thought the two Canterbury boys were sensational. Yeah, I think I don't think they they, um, they weren't too bad at the end of that. It was just like it was a, it was a two point. It was a very very fucking close game. I think it was rather than the forwards because I mean there was time. Well, the time the period when we dominated, we were we were fucking we were all over them in every way. Yeah, the period where we dominated, <laughs> both starting sets of props were off the field. So that's when we had the Canterbury boys were both on at the same time. Yeah, and then you watch when the game swings. It's when we get Woods and Tamau back on. Yeah, and they prove that they are no fucking Matt Scott. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, right. Th- there yeah. is a wealth of difference between them in terms yep. of effort. The and thing, heart. the the thing is, is as well that I wonder if Laurie Daly, who fucking manages his interchanges, I don't. because why are you going to put Woods on like with fucking like yeah. ten minutes to go or something like like th- that's the last thing you're going to put a guy like Mate, he he was very underwhelming for me as well. Oh, and I don't want to get any fucking hate from Tigers fans. Yeah, because no. he was he was good for the first two games last year. He was like one of the mm-hmm. best players like in the first two games last year. But this year he wasn't but up to it. If if I was picking the team, yeah, Farrell wouldn't be there, Woods wouldn't be there, and Moylan definitely wouldn't be there. Yep, yep. I'd have um, I'd have Coot, but I mean, you know, shit. Yeah. Know, Tedesco back, I'd, I'd almost I'd be tempted to have a fucking lash at him if the, I mean if you're that against Coot being in there. Yep. But I mean, the thing but is again, Coot, the thing that separates that for me is Coot's in a winning team at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he yep. he's in a team and and winnings that that unquantifiable yep. quality. Yep. Um, I'd also have BJ Lalua in there. Yeah, same, same. So. Well, he's 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 just untouchable. I mean, in Origins, I mean, how valuable would it be for him to like mm. you know be like sucking a couple of guys in and still yep. you know getting an offload out and that's yep. But um, the other thing, the thing that really shit me as well is for feeder. He came on and that his first run. Was amazing, damaging, wasn't fucking he? damaging. Every other run, and I don't know if this is a function of Robbie Farah's delivery or not, but every other run he fucking had in the entire game, he was getting the ball pretty much flat-footed and having to start that first yeah. run. He steamed onto it from like yep. 15, you know, fifteen meters yep. back, and he never ever. I don't, and he looked like he was fucked after that first run. Yeah, I mean, like it's great to be an impact guy and an interchange guy and things like that, but you're not an impact from one fucking run, man. Mm. Like pull your finger out of your hole, you lazy cunt. Like if you're gonna do that shit, do it every fucking thing. And if you and if you can't cut it, fucking go to Jenny Craig's something. Because honestly, that kind of stamina yeah. is fucking useless, especially at the end of the game when when we needed the ball down our end, and Queensland just kept rolling down and, and keeping keeping us away from even being anywhere near and scoring. It's jog, jog, hit the tackler, drop. Yeah, but uh, New South yeah. Wales needs somebody to take charge. Yep. In game two, yep. um, Queensland have three very experienced campaigners in Thurston, Cronk, and Smith mm-hmm. who don't overlap each other. Yep. And they all know when one's stepping forward to control the game a little bit, the other two will just step back mm-hmm. and pretty much go with the flow. Yep. Uh, as opposed to that, we had no one. Yep. No one at all stepped up. And I don't know whether that's a confidence thing. Yeah, it was pretty quiet. I think Maloney was, st- Maloney was good. Um, Maloney was best on field for us. 
I reckon Coyden, Coyden would have been close too. He was, I reckon, he was fucking great down the left. Yeah. And then he's injured, so he's gone. So I mean, you know, unfortunate mm. for the, unfortunate for him. So he's going to be forced change. But um, but yeah. I, I really think, and again, just based on the fact, um, I'd I'd look at somebody blooding in like um, like Rory Costjason instead of uh, Robbie. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't have the answer, but. Jeez, well, if, if the answer is Rory Cost Jason, then the question is, well, who else? We got Pete's. Yeah, see, I put I do Pete's ahead of Cost yeah. Jason all day. But see, I just don't. I, I don't. I, I, you know, I'm I'm always inclined to fucking even have a lash at Ennis just based on the fact that yeah. you pick a form guy and a winning team at the right time. Based on based on how Ennis was on the weekend, yeah. I still don't think he's the answer. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just tough. The, the problem is that the Queensland have a one once in a generation crop of guys like we had when we had Freddie and Joey and Joey, yeah. And um and they've got that crop now, and that mm. the, that that crop fucking harvested at a very young age, and so they're living mm. like their life is a long career. And uh, you know, we still they're still gonna have to be dealt with for a couple of years yet uh, as a, as a unit. And um, you know, for for Queensland, Greg Bird was outstanding. Um, ah, sorry, finish the like Greg Bird was outstanding. For Queensland, um, you know, gay guy obviously did did Good gay man yeah, proud. Yeah, he did. His, he did. He, you know, he he did well with the opportunities he had. It's so funny how he can play so well for Queensland and go back to Newcastle like days later and just be fucking hopeless. Yeah, that club's got problems. But um, yeah, I'm just trying. To, like Josh Morris was completely like he was a hero last year. Like he did some fucking series winning shit. Yeah, but man. He was a great omission. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, I, I would I would have started Dylan Walker there and just put a fucking another bench forward or something in, if, you know, instead of bringing him back. Yeah. In. And yeah. Dylan Walker, fuck, I feel for that guy getting put on with like fucking nine or seven minutes left to go. What the fuck are you supposed to do? And then he tries to make something happen and people are like, oh, you fucking lost the game. No, no mate. He didn't he, lose us the game and he wasn't trying to make something happen. He was trying to be fucking dodgy. He was trying to, yeah, he was trying to, he was trying to milk a penalty yeah, to get yeah. it down to give us one last crack. Yeah, exactly. So he's trying to make something happen. That's so, what I'm saying. So his risk assessment's off. But again, you don't oh, you don't play then, rugby league players for the risk. When you got when you got ninety seconds left, I mean, at the end of the day, you, and, you, and you're thirty meters out from your own line, it's a pretty far esque move. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it, again, it, there, there wasn't much between the teams. I'm I'm just really upset that through through selection mismanagement, um, which is a story and, of state of origin, isn't it? Really, and some some effort and leadership on the field that was sorely lacking for New South Wales. We couldn't win, but um, full credit to Queensland. Yeah, and the other and the last thing I wanted to make was because we sort of got off the referee thing pretty early, um, and this is not a ref's fault thing, but the refereeing was actually, I think it was equally bad for both sides. Like, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't want those referees back, not because of anything they did that cost New South Wales the game. I don't think that's mm. the case. But the way they refereed the game made a game played in like, you know, reasonably trying conditions it was already it was always yeah. going to be a dour so it wasn't going to be a scintillating attacking fucking no, game spectacle but also because of the you know it was greasy and everything yeah. as well it was never it was, but the way they refereed the game they clamped it down and let so much fuckery go on in the ruck yeah. that it just slowed the game down so much it was never going to be anything more than like it was a I mean close games are great because there's, there's inherent excitement because yeah. you know it's anyone could win at any yeah. one play can win the game for either side but it was a fucking boring, like just a boring, yeah. like non-absorbing, they, just bashing. Th- and maybe that's the way the games evolved as well. That's partially to blame, but like, yeah, and like the way that Origin has evolved. I mean, it's yeah. become less like a, a risk-averse kind of, you know, yeah, game sort of thing. So it's like you know, bash it up, bash it up, yep. you know, spin it when you got the penalty to get you down there. Yeah. 
but it was just a, a, a yeah, just you're a right. shitty they, game. They, you know? they slowed the game down and took any sort of, of flow out of it. Yeah, and I would think both teams would want that want that to change because, I mean, Queensland would certainly like the opportunity more to unleash their outside guys. I mean, New South Wales, I I'm not sure if we've got the talent on the outside. Like Jennings always seemed, felt sort of semi-dangerous every time he... He, um, mm-hmm. you know, he carried the ball up. He seemed kind of elusive, and you know, with you know, better, better conditions, you know, he you know, would have been able to put yeah. a bit more footwork in that. And I felt like that he he had uh, you know pretty good times over there on the left. But yep. um, yeah, but the, the flip side of that is that Inglis would have as well on the other side if you know if that had been the case. Yeah, so spot on. So yeah, that's the first game. I don't, I'm not not particularly upset about the about the loss or anything. I mean, it's what it is. It was close. I mean, mm. you know. They lost by fucking fifty last time. Yeah, so two, true. so two is a is a mark and drastic and improvement. And let's be frank that that two points was a penalty that that really should never have been. Given. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and that. and also the two points was also a conversion that should never have been missed by a guy who apparently never misses goals. Exactly. You know. So I mean, like it's Thurston's. You know, fair enough. I mean, it was from the touchline. Yep. I mean, those ones. You know, Thurston does nail them. Maybe it's probably fair to say he nails them more often than not, but. You know, but again, touchline conversions are very missable. Like, you just see the amount of padding that fucker had on his hip. Yeah. You know, you, you forgive the guy for being a little bit off from yeah. that far out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, what else are we going to talk about? Oh, so there's a story this week about um, uh, Manly locked in a dispute with their major major sponsor. And this is really a uh, fascinating business story. <laughs> who were demanding that Manly remove their logo from the front of their jersey. Um, basically, the Coconut World... Sorry, FAL Food and Beverage, which owns the coconut water brand Coco Joy, which is that green oval, you know, like horrible fucking thing on a, on a maroon and white jersey, they've withdrawn their $1 million a year sponsorship of the NRL club, claiming their former chief executive, Nick Xenos, had no authority to enter into the deal. So the dispute so the dispute's due for hearing in New South Wales Supreme Court on July 27. Now, uh, the partnership was announced, the three-year deal was announced last November, um, upgrading the level of support from the sleeve of the jumper to the front. However, um, it's it's uh, understood problems began when Manly issued a statement of claim to FAL demanding payment for outstanding debt on the deal, which is due to be paid in instalments. Then in early May, FAL wrote to Manly advising the club that in their view, a sponsorship agreement did not exist, and in any event, if it did, it was being terminated. <laughs> Lawyers for the company followed up with more correspondence in mid-May, demanding the club cease using the Coco Joy branding on their jumper, but the Seagulls have continued to use it as recently as their last game. Um... FAL Healthy Beverages has no relationship with Manly RLFC. FAL terminated its sponsorship with Manly on 3rd of May 2016, said FAL spokesman Patrick Southam in a statement given to Fairfax on Tuesday. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, it, goes, it goes through saying that they, they keep using their trademarks um, you know, in an unauthorised manner. And Manly replied saying that uh, we've confirmed today that we're managing an ongoing issue with the major partner, Coco Joy, over unpaid sponsorship fees. This is an issue that's been ongoing since February and is completely unrelated to recent media reports. And so it's basically this CEO, this former CEO, Xenos, he also entered into sponsorship deals with A-League clubs, uh, the New York Red Bulls in American <laughs> soccer, uh, Manchester City, <laughs> Premier League, without approval of the company. <laughs> So what? So I'd love to know. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, this guy's a CEO. Presumably, he had the authority to make these kind of these kinds of deals, but he's done so against, I guess, like board approval or something like that. Mm. And so I'm just wondering who's left holding holding the can here because I think. At the end of the day, I'm sure Manly, Manly have got you know completely legitimate and legal sponsorship commitments from these clubs, uh, from this, from these, sorry, from this, uh, from this company. But then they're like, oh, well, fuck, this guy should never have made that deal. So it's a nice, uh, it's it's a, yeah. an interesting and like they're a, they're a um, 
a global company, but they're based in the Middle East and they're owned by a Saudi sheikh. And there's just all these interesting little fucking wrinkles to the story. Wow. And, like, I hope that, I mean, the, the, the second that fucking logo comes off the jersey, I'll buy one. <laughs> it's the only thing holding me back, I swear. Especially when you get the fan, the, you know, the jerseys that we are allowed to buy as fans, where it's not even like the old days where, the, where it's like a like a heat transfer yeah. thing on top of a jersey. It's actually, like, sublimated in, yeah, the, in the design. Yeah, printed in. Like, it, like that, that, that Coco Joy logo on the sleeve, like, fucking almost ruined the Daredevil jersey last year. Just having well, look, this fucking bright green it, on the sleeve. As soon as, soon as that's uh, taken care of in the media then Glenn's favourite massage parlour can resume using that as their logo. So, <laughs> it, uh, it, um, yeah, mate, look, these things, legal stuff's never simple. No. It's never simple. Um, very often it comes to a case of a court looking at going, well, you know what, you think you've got a contract? Yeah. Uh, and they don't think it's a contract? Yeah. So this is a meet somewhere they well, the, pay you a termination. No, there's, there's no, there's no way that that you can prove that he had the authority, because what it will come down to, I assume, is Manly should be able to prove that he had the honest to enter into the agreement. Yep. And they can probably fairly easily come up with documents saying, no, here's his employment contract, and it says in there yeah, you yeah. are not authorised to. Yeah. So he acted outside of and Manly. Yeah. If you want to get out any money. Go after There's him individually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. That's very interesting. Um, and obviously then, you know, while we're on Manly, we still have this, this match-fixing thing. I've heard Manly and Eels and South, I should say. Uh, this match-fixing thing that we can't really talk about too much because we don't fucking know anything other than the fact that maybe there's something going on and, you know, there's allegedly two games, which is a Manly versus East game, uh, Eels game uh, late last year, yep. which is one that, like, fuck me, if you had to ask me which game <laughs> a game I thought was fixed, that would be one of them because there was everything to play for that game. Which is but, um, apparently the rub, if you are a, a scamster, mm-hmm. is you bet on a game where your winning bet is for the favourite anyway. That's apparently a surefire way to Well, that was bucks. the South's one, but the Eels one, Manly, like, the Eels were paying, like, fucking eight bucks or something. Oh, right. Like, yeah, it was, it was like, yeah, they were yeah. they were plummeting, and Manly was, uh, they were when they were riding that fucking winning streak, they yeah. flogged the Broncos, and, like, yeah. it was like, they just had to keep winning, and they were going to make the finals, you know, yep. like, they actually were in, in good form and everything. The only problem is, I mean, well, I mean, we can't talk about players' names, <laughs> yeah, you know, the, you know, we may or may not have heard, but the, if you look back at that match, I look back and watch the highlights and, and read some match reports just yep. to refresh my memory on the because I remember fucking hating that game, but um, <laughs> many of the players' names were mentioned actually like were the stars of the game, yeah. <laughs> like they were like the only shining lights mm. of the games, and then there are other players mentioned who were on the opposition teams in those games, and it's like how could those guys, how could you pay those guys to fix a match unless it was a spot fixing thing like a penalty or something. Yeah. You couldn't one these guys couldn't influence the result of a match by themselves in any way, shape or form. It's not like the players can't just, just like even Jared Hayne at the end of two thousand and nine. Yeah. You would you couldn't have bet on him doing yeah, that. You exactly. know, like I mean exactly. like, like so the only thing just because weird. there's no substance out there, I'm yep. gonna create some substance. <laughs> um you see Trent Barrett interviewed before the game. On the weekend? Uh, no. So they asked him, you know, what about these these uh, rumours of, of match fixing? Yeah. And he talked around it, obviously hadn't been schooled well enough by the Manly Media Department on this is what yeah. you say when you're asked that question. And he basically said, oh, well, you know, we're not too worried about it because 
not many of those or none of those players are here anymore. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's completely unfounded. Completely unfounded. <laughs> and he added that right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's pretty it's pretty obvious, like, um, you know, who who uh, mm-hmm. a lot of the players are. And, and he's right in saying that. I mean, all the names that I've heard, um, the actual le- legitimate sources that I have, there's only one player that's actually still there. Yeah. <laughs> like the vast majority of them are, are yeah. long gone. And, and um, his older brother's not at the club anymore either, who's he? Who's older brother? Who are you talking about? Jake Turbo? No. Tommy Turbo? No. Which player currently for Manly has a brother that's no longer with the club? Oh, uh, no. Well, I mean, I'm not mentioning any names, though. No. So. We're not mentioning names. No, but you you are. You, you are pretty much directly mentioning <laughs> names. <laughs> but I'll, I will go on. I mean, look, at the end of the day, people, people will be like, oh, you know, like, if, if imagine if it was the Broncos. Yeah. Their fan base would be like, oh, this is fucking outrageous, you know, bullshit, you know. It's just Broncos yeah. hate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what I'll say, I'll say the same thing I say about fucking wife beaters as anything else. If anyone did it, fucking see ya. Yep. And like, no regrets. Yeah. See you later. That's Get the fuck out of here. I won't even fucking, you know, look back at, you know, it, I do not give a shit. It, Get it the does fuck out. seem, and it's like we were talking about before we were recording, it seems like something that would be inherently hard to prove without a confession or... Or quality maybe, phone taps or something like that, maybe. A Parramatta board-level fuck-up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And that's really hard because, um, you know, like, groups of players don't keep minutes <laughs> when they're down the pisser. <laughs> so, they, um, but, um, it, look, I read this week about, you know, oh, they're going to try and access bank accounts or... Once it goes back to us talking about the brown paper bags yeah. and the salary cap thing, who gets paid uh, allegedly $50,000 to do something in a match and then goes down and just fucking throws it over the counter at the, uh, the fucking Commonwealth, throws in their dollar yeah, like exactly. fucking account at the Commonwealth exactly. Bank? It's, <laughs> exactly yeah. no one does because you know what? Then there's, a, then there's a fucking paper trail. You take your brown paper bag, you stick it in your, <coughs> your safe... Or your safety deposit box in the bank if you yep. want to have if you want to take it to the bank. Yep. If it's burning a hole in your pocket, mm-hmm. and then you go down, you send your missus down, yeah, you take out five Gs, go shopping, that's you it. Go do that, and you just gradually you know, disappear it. Yep. Launder it if you will, and it's gone. Yeah. So, or you you know you piss it through the fucking horses yeah. in South Africa. There's that much shit going on around this. Like you know, all of a sudden, Kieran Foran's sports bet account or tab account. Was accessed by that. Well, they're, they're saying see, this is all that the hypothetical shit. Yeah. On one night, his sports bet account had seventy five thousand dollars of bets on yeah, greyhounds and yeah, and, and horses in South Africa and, and yeah, fucking handball tourneys and whatever. Yeah. So Turkish fucking oil wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but hopefully some some facts come out and can be put to bed fairly quickly and uh, yeah. move on with the actual football. Yeah, because you just remember, like, you know, you got the Asada, the darkest day in Australian sport, and every sport was going to get <laughs> so much drug abuse. Like, uh, there, there was so many clubs in the NRL and there was all the AFL were on fucking drugs and everyone everyone was on drugs mm. and it was going to cripple. It was, it was, it was a worldwide headlines because how, how fucked is Australia as far as, you know, uh, drug cheating culture is concerned in all of their sports. And then it comes down to the fact that you had like half a dozen players in one rugby league team and you had one... Uh, AFL side yeah. uh, involved, and they're both involved in the same way. The players were basically getting injected for shit that they didn't know what was, you they, know, what the deal was. They all took the shaky defence. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah, and uh, nothing. Oh, except now Shandor Royal lives in Bali. 
Yeah, is he still living there? Has he come back or not? I don't know. Yeah. That, that was the whole outcome of that Asada investigation. Yeah. Shander Earl moved to Bali. That other fucking guy, he's made, you know, start like a, like a juice bar or something in Bali or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> something. Something. So, I was hoping that the fact we were a day, a day later this week, I was hoping that at least there'd be something fucking concrete to talk yeah. about on that, but alas, um, you know, we probably don't know for a while. Yep. Like the pens, of, you know, the, the one, the only thing I've ever fucking agreed, I've ever agreed with those cocksuckers. Uh, it man, they've just come out and gone. Listen, we're sick of our players' names coming up in this thing when there's actually nothing, and we've never been told there's even an investigation. So, how about you fucking come out with it and fucking put your cards on the table yeah. so we can fucking deal with it, and um, or fuck off. Mm. And uh, so far, they've taken the um, stay silent slash fuck off option, but I, uh, you know. I guess we shall find out. Mm-hmm. Um, briefly, the Parramatta Eels officials who sued the NRL over the breach notices that ordered the interim suspension have lost a legal bid challenging the validity. Uh, the Justice James Stevenson dismissed the challenge, saying that basically the NRL did not have to consult them in advance of suspending them and stuff. Really? Uh, yeah, so that there is no procedural unfairness, as the Eels have liked to bandy around. And so not only that, it... um. He, he said that uh, the sentence um, does no more than state that the NRL does not regard the rule suspension as preventing the plaintiffs from preparing their response to the notice or assisting the club to respond to the breach notice directed to it. Mm-hmm. And they have to respond to the notice and he, the NRL is going to be seeking damage. They're going to be seeking costs as well for the yeah, time wasting of these fucking one. idiots. And so, um, yeah, Friday is the... Uh, well, the the officials have tomorrow to respond to, to the notice and then the club's response to the all the salary cap stuff well, is that, Friday so that should be the, when the 12 points that'll be right. the Rebecca Blackest day in sports history <laughs> <laughs> party party in <laughs> fun 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 looking forward to the weekend <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Um, had um, Mitch Doyle, 13, tweeted us this week, said uh, uh, he didn't put anything about it. He didn't, <laughs> didn't put any context on it. He said, uh, their best year yeah, yet is also the same year they teamed up with This Week in League. Coincidence? I think not. I don't even use the NRL website anymore. And I was like... Um, Who's best? Uh, you talking about Sportsmate? And, and uh, yeah, the Sportsmate app is near perfect this year. Mm. And you know what the best Indeed. thing is? What's that? It's the best way I've found to make sure I maintain 100% Jamie Soward coverage in my week. <laughs> Not only can I get all of his tweets in yeah. the Panthers section, yeah, um, and fucking good on him for handling his, his dropping to Reggie's the way he has, but... Uh, I can also on their match day feature. Can't they? Don't do they, do they? Does he have to? Do they, do they have to include his tweets in like like Windsor Wolves or some fucking section now? Or oh, no, still, they, still... I think it's everything to do with with Panthers. But um, I can go down and look at any competition being played in Australia from mm-hmm. uh, from I, I think. Hang on. Yep. Yep. Holden Cups there. The Super Cup is there. If you're in Queensland. Uh, Intra Super Premiership, State of Origin, City Country, All Stars, NRL. You can even go back and look at last year's season. 
if you're uh, feeling a little bit hard done by stats-wise. You're a masochist. But uh, I can keep in touch with my weekly Sour Wow. <laughs> sour Wow officially. <laughs> Official Sour Wows. <laughs> um, so what did you have to say this week anyway? Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Keep believing. I love the Celtics. <laughs> cool. So I um, so switched to basketball <laughs> on the cards. <laughs> Uh, of course if you want to get your Sportsmate fix search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play download League Live today and of course when the league season finishes um, grab all the, they got they got apps everything they got apps for Turkish oil wrestling if I can grab the Sportsmate it's well, especially great this won't make any difference because you won't hear this till after we've recorded but uh, Danny Badiris is the next Ask an Expert okay so if you want some professional hooking advice for New South Wales maybe get Farrah to tweet him yeah Get out there. Ask Danny the... He's the expert. All right. Um, Friday... Oh, yeah, Friday night football. I uh, forgot about it. We had a slightly bridged round this week. Um, Friday night, the Canberra Raiders 30 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 18. Down there in Canberra, a crowd of just over 9,000 in attendance. Um, the Raiders had tries to Branko Lee, Josh, Josh Hodson, uh, Whitehead, White and Papali. Uh, five of five conversions for Jared Croker. Uh, Manly had tries to Daly Cherry Evans, Matty Parcell and Appy Corusau. Uh Conversions are Jamie Lyon got one and Dylan Walker got two from two attempts. Well, you start off with this one. Oh, well, this, I tell you what, when the fucking, when the 50-50 things aren't going your way, you know what's awesome? What's that? Crushing fucking injury toll. <laughs> like, when you've got, I mean, and you would know all about this, but when you've got a fucking injury toll, injury tolls are bad enough as it is, but then the, the one thing that's worse than a crushing team injury toll is in-game fucking injury toll especially the ones when you lose like you know a couple of your best players for the game around halftime and so this uh, this game honestly I mean it was it was pretty much a it was a it was pretty much a pick em, like up to half time I mean it was a fairly even evenly contested well contested game and then Cherry Evans doesn't come back after the second half I think mm. Bureau was I don't know if he came back but he was at least fucking yeah you know, uh, then Jamie Jamie Lyons out and then you start, you know, the inevitable shuffle of trying to fill players around. And uh, when you lose your halfback, mm. it's not really... Um, you don't really have cover for that. So um, they did re- they did really well to fucking hang in hang in there and actually make a comeback at the end and got to the point at the end of the game where it was, like, exciting, where they almost scored a try, like, you know, with a minute to go. And then it would yep. have been a scab grab to maybe even try and tie it, that sort of thing, to get the extra time. Yep. So, so, but, I mean, Canberra, like thoroughly took advantage of you know of what they had to in that period there when we didn't have yeah you know, when we didn't have the players to build a match winning league I mean it might be a little bit worrying for them that they that they let it slip a lot you know and they, and they really dropped off in that last sort of 20 minutes yeah. but um you know good signs in the in the early going and especially the middle you know the the middle stage of the game I mean they've got a, I guess it's just a matter of like ruthlessness they need to learn to you know keep their foot down and that sort of thing but um mm. yeah that'll come but otherwise I think yeah pretty positive signs for those guys BJ like you said earlier I mean fuck talk about redemption <sighs> where do we stand on him yeah. like I mean he was just sending pictures of his of his missus around and and I think he might have, did he spit on her I can't remember and when he when they say he spit on it, I mean, what does that mean? Does it yeah, euphemism okay. or? Uh, no, I like, forgot on that. Let me, let me go and uh, and. Like it, that, that to me, that is still that to me, that is still like a violence. That is still like violence, violence against yeah. women sort of thing. I mean, like um. A- anything uh, we use, yeah. size, stature, physicality to intimidate yeah. or. Yeah. You know. And like spreading nudes around and stuff. That's not cool, man. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Let me so, go. So, on. yeah, that's what I mean. So, look at that before I profess my BJ love. Because play-wise at the moment, I mean, that guy is like the, the form centre in the whole comp. Yes. And, I mean, he's not really playing a lot like a centre. I mean, he's playing like an edge yes. forward sort of, in the centre sort of thing. But, fuck, man, he's like, he's he's a weapon. But I'm just, I'm, I'm just wary of too many redemption stories. Yeah. Look, uh, the the first little while of this game was it was a very good battle between those forward packs. But then after a half an hour or so, which is funny because um, I mean, like, a, if any forward pack to battle to to, to battle and, and be in a contest, mm. a contest between with like you know Nate Miles and Darcy yeah. Lussig, if you're in a contest with those guys, <laughs> I mean that speaks to that you're yeah, fucking you're, you're fucking terrible. I mean, Brenton Lawrence, I mean, fuck, he's gone for season two with a peck, I think. I mean, that dude, you know, I feel for him. He's a good guy, but yeah. I mean, he's biscuit. But um, fucking Varve, though, I'm loving that dude. Like, I mean, I'm not loving his defence so much. He's a yeah, bit lazy. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that, that all of these these injuries are, are related, but I am saying that all of these crippling injuries, uh, including Jamie Lyons' pretend injury, where he just lost off after he... Uh, you know, saw they were losing, took his toys and went home. <laughs> um, happened after the diving incident. So we talk about rugby league karma. After the diving incident where Jamie Lyon besmirched the good game of rugby league well, I can, by I can, playing like a soccer player. I can handle him. I can handle him being injured then with karma for that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, the other really interesting thing was Canberra just went left most of the night. And they've had a lot of their success this year up on the right hand side with BJ and uh, yeah, but I mean they still had a lot. They still I mean, when they got down there, they still had all their success. I mean, like a lot of their success was still down the right though, and also because of the right because it's like the ver- the very nature of the way that BJ plays the game, he, he sucks people in. Yeah, so that creates opportunities for you know as well, you know. But again, every every attacking raid, they would end their set going left, end their set going left, end their set. Yeah, which is strange because I mean I think I think the right's more vulnerable to be honest. Well, the, yeah, <laughs> but, um, the only the only thing I could come up with was maybe that was a a game plan to target because you had both both Miles and Walker defending on that side. Yeah, it was a, right. yeah. like like Walker um, would be fucking tired. Was, yeah, yeah, like yeah, would have lost more calories getting up and down from the TV. <laughs> yeah, well, you, he you, pretty, the you would use more energy on the bike warming up, like on the sideline, <laughs> fucking. Um, but, you know, and and again, it's not a, yeah. not a massive thing, but that was just a, an interesting point I, yep. I took out of the game. Yeah. So, um, you know, the worst thing about this game is the fucking, fucking crippling injury toll again. Um, and so here we go. Not, I think there's been <coughs> look because of the the lack of fact checking that I that I like. I want to say that there's been probably you know potentially zero games this year that merely have had their fucking. Um, projected spine in place because <laughs> yeah. mm. you've had uh, periods of Brett Stewart out you've had periods with um, Dylan Walker out you had periods with yep. Cherry Evans out you had periods with Parcel out yep. and so it's been this never any, I mean when you're in like a rebuilding sort of phase anyway you need to actually have time for these new players to actually play together and it's just not fucking happening and I don't even see I don't see it happening this year it just, it's, it's just been one of those fucking years and I mean people can talk about the injuries last year and go oh you know blame fucking Donnie yeah well you know, jokes yeah. on you, motherfuckers. Donnie's not there anymore. It's not his fault. So, the only thing I know is Manly. I mean, man, this, I don't know if it's like a fluency thing, or, you know, like a gelling thing, but defensively, they don't really fucking run up on... Well, they don't move up. They seem to wait, wait and see. And for, you know, this allegedly super fucking defensive coach, Seabold, that came from the Melbourne Storm, I mean, Melbourne Storm's defence isn't fucking suffering. Mm-hmm. 
So, yeah. you know, I, you, I think you, you guys have been sold a fucking load of shit. I mean, I think a Seabold might be the fucking Mel Ingram defensive coach, to be honest. <laughs> Bellingham was actually fucking, <laughs> surprise, surprise, the head coach was actually doing the work on this occasion. It wasn't his fucking assistant. I'll tell you, that, with all the injuries, it's nice for you to have an excuse coming into this week. Yeah, the funny thing is, Brookvale and <laughs> Brookvale and Pender have been it's been very very happy fucking very, very happy plays. I mean, I'll never forget that, that amazing fucking game that Pender had won ten times over. <laughs> and and uh, I was only seeing it today. They put it ahead of on uh, one of the news sites yeah. or something. They had a, and that that spread fucking you know with, ended up with fucking Tommy oh. Simons in the corner on the right hand side in front of the Fulton Menzies. So just fucking tremendous. And uh, boy, I'd love to see that again. But uh, and the, the funny thing, the dangerous thing for Penrith is that with um, Coruscant and Walker in the halves, it's probably been the the, the biggest, the best wins we've had this season as well. So, um, I've, I, I feel bad for Cherry Evans. I mean, like he needs to understand that just because he's on the big bucks, he doesn't have to carry the team on his back the entire time, and he shouldn't be take like take on the line, but. Like Papali's injured a lot of people the way the way he tackles and falls yeah. on people. So uh, you, you've got to you know pick your pick your spots, man. I mean, because yep. he was definitely taking the line on more, and it was his best. I mean, it was his best game of the season. You know, until until the point he got injured. I mean, he scored yeah. a try. No, um, you know, he was actually he was actually creating shit, and he's finally you know getting you know overcoming the the previous the sprained ankle and looking real comfortable and uh, and getting into it. But then fucking bam, mm. sprained ankle again. So I don't even know if it was the same one or not. But I mean, these, those things just happen. I mean, it's not like it's a an injury thing that recurs it's just like you f- a fat fucking Polynesian falls on your ankle when it's jacked up and um, there's you know rugby league it's just the way it is unfortunately um, Rev Sunny 101 great late surge from Manly looks like they had the Raiders 1-12 to uh, hash Manly payday uh, Todd H 1987 fucking old school Todd he's like back to the, you know, the very early days of the show we're lucky to get away with that in the end. Very poor last 20 to 30 minutes. Impressed with Whiten's effort tonight. I think Manly just made Whiten look good by being shit. Uh, at Mario Siegs, signed Parcel and the Turbros on long contracts right now. Agreed. Mm. Adrian underscore Maitland. How angry are the rugby league gods with Manly? Of course, that's what you said. Uh, life of Ty. Support the players on the field. Sit through until the end. Rinse and repeat until season's end. At least it's not the Northern Eagles. <laughs> exactly. There can be worse. You can't have a team in a competition. Um, Mup23. Win or lose, Manly players still get paid. In fact, even more when they lose. Pretty good tweet. It was. That was a good one. It was just, it was just slightly overshadowed later by that other tweet um, about the investigation, I think. <laughs> um, but that's that's a, a definitely another good one. Um, Saturday Avo. The Warriors 36 defeat the Brisbane Broncos 18. Mount Smart Stadium just a touch over 15,000 in attendance. The Warriors had tries to Johnson, Thompson, uh, Lilliman, uh, double the tour, and uh, where we got Hoffman and Cutter with tries. Sean Johnson, four of seven conversions. Uh, Broncos 18 tries to Alex Glenn, Jordan Kahu, and um, Tafita Pangai Jr. And two of two conversions to Corey Parker and Jordan Kahu with one as well. Yeah. Hysterical this game was. In. In the alternate universes that, mm-hmm. that permeate, yes, somewhere there is a universe where Maranta didn't play this game, <laughs> and the Broncos won very easily <laughs> because I, that poor fucker's first twenty minutes, yeah, he was rugby league aids. He was the star. Everything he touched, <laughs> he was, yeah, just turned to keloid scarring. <laughs> it's like, like they were passing him the ball, yeah. And 
the theme from Philadelphia started playing in the stadium. He was that fucking bad. Um, it, I said to to Mr. Wars, um, we were SMSing back and forth yeah. during this game. I should have and, thought to send him text while the game was going and, on, actually. And I said to him that um, you know the Warriors probably have four or five of these games in them a season. And it just sucks when you're on the receiving end of them. Exactly. And and for this, it was a, a perfect storm. It it coincided with with the Broncos players having a, an uncharacteristically off night. It was just a, a couple of things Broncos normally don't have to think twice about. Yep. You know, their offloads sticking, um, Milford passing backwards. Mm-hmm. Those things normally just happen for them. Yep. Uh, and, and they looked a little bit rattled when those things didn't come off. It, it looked to, to really shake them. Um, the, at the end of the day, they completed at sixty-one percent. Yep. You're never going to win a football game completing at sixty-one percent unless you're playing against the Alex McKinnon All Stars. Yep. And they're all in wheelchairs, and you're not. Yep. But in terms of the Warriors, Sean Johnson was was vocal this game. I don't think I've seen him, you know, marshalling the troops and and really putting them where they need to be. Yeah. Like that all year. Uh, and and as long as he can continue that, but you know, every time I see him play with this sort of potential, I just imagine what he'd be like if he'd have. Yeah, you know, can you imagine him if he'd ended up under under a Bellamy or, or yeah. another coach? Or yep. he'd be absolutely unstoppable. Yep. So hurry the fuck up, Warriors. Get him a decent coach. I'll let him free. Set him free. Mm. I'm up twenty three. Has a Bennett coach team ever gone into a game with an excuse ready but gone on to win despite it? Um, yes, that one time, that baby Broncos one where the baby Broncos thing actually was a thing. Yeah. Against the Tigers back yeah. in the day. That one, that's it. That's the only one, though. Um, G Campbell underscore 88. Supercoach points don't tell the real story of how a player actually went, is what they say. Agreed. Miranda got five. It should have been negative 36. <laughs> Five's pretty fucking terrible, though. I mean, you can pretty much just fucking roll around on the ground mm. like a dog, just fucking jamming your dick into the grass to get, <laughs> get five points at Supercoach. Um, D, Matea. Win doesn't mean shit if we don't back it up. Do I dare open my heart again, only to be fucked in my dick hole? Hash, buy me dinner first. <laughs> Cruzy 6 There's not enough characters to go off chops at that pitiful performance, but I'd like to pay homage to the great one. Hash, R.I.P. Ali. <laughs> Cool. Your 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 homage to to uh, Muhammad Ali is noted and completely relevant to this particular game. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that so many people who had no connection with him in any way, shape, or form, be it religious, cultural, yep. sporting, all the same people who were all of a sudden massive Prince and David Bowie fans. Yeah. Earlier in the year. Yeah. I don't think I tell people who they fucking liked or not. No. Different things touch people in different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know. In, in his honour, have a drink. I do. I do wish people. I mean, like, obviously, if you've seen, like, you know, you know, like when we were kings and stuff, like, obviously, you got uh, mm. you know about one particular small, you know, period, of, and yeah, and you might know, yeah, you've seen news footage of other <laughs> things like that. But I mean, if you want to see him, like, on a fucking fight level, look at his, like, his Cleveland Williams fight. That's a, that's mm. a, that's before the all the fucking that's prime Ali right there. That's before you yeah. rumble in the jungles and all that shit. Watch that fight. That's like unheralded. That's when you see. That's that's prime. That's fucking prime Ali there. Or later in his life, you saw him make a martini. <laughs> Was he playing Jenga with Michael J. Fox? <laughs> Instant DJ. Oh, hand on the record. 
We're fucking going to hell. All because of you. <laughs> you're, the only, you're the only possible reason. Uh, Mr. Wars, a brilliant game by the Warriors. They were unplayable. I've lost so much coin today, I can't afford two, afford two minute noodles. <laughs> Rugby league. <laughs> Motherfucker, you banked so much coin on fucking oat scoring tries and shit this, this far in the season. You should be eating, still eating fucking foie gras and the rest of it. Um, at Mario Seags. These eight day turnarounds are murder. Poor Brisbane. LG and all the Brisbane fans they really don't like losing it's like as if they weren't losing just me like two years ago like to the point where they're losing their way out of the finals yeah it's like they've forgotten about that completely forgotten about it it's a Queensland mentality thing yeah to a to a large degree um forgotten that their house was underwater (laughs) five years ago is that what you're talking about So I'm just going to build another house at Rockley because I'm a fucking genius. (laughs) Stumps are extra. Oh, nah. Um, It's that, you know, that that every every game, I know that every game's important in the scheme of things, but but the complete inability to analyse a game on any other level than win-loss. Yeah. And also, even when the loss, they can't just go, oh, fuck, you know, like, the better team won. Yeah. And like it's, it's funny, Sam, Sam, Sam of all people, actually being that guy. But then you have got the other ones. It's just like the go-to thing isn't like. Thankfully, it's not. Oh, fucking referees killed us. That's cre- credit to you for that. That's great. But the, the seems like the default response for a Brisbane fan is, "Oh, fucking other team. People who go for other teams love seeing us lose." And that's to mitigate the fact that you lost, or yeah. Or, or, so what? You're a pack of fucking cunts when you win. Yeah. That's why. Yep. Don't act fucking surprised. Don't, there's no great yeah. mystery to this. Yeah. If you don't act like a pack of cunts when you win. Like, for example, people aren't really begrudging the Sharks' success at the moment. Not at all. They've seen those fans that have fu- they've suffered through shit team after shit team after, you know... Like, people, sh- people are offering fucking recipe ideas for their bag of dicks after their team gets beaten. Exactly. You exactly. Know, that- it- Exactly. That's a completely different supporter culture. Mm-hmm. This team that, like, you know, they'll tell, you know, they'll, they'll offer the bags of dicks or, you know, mm-hmm. they'll they force, they force the bags of dicks on you. Mm. You'll yeah. receive it. You'll receive what the What you bag. do with it's up to you. Yeah, exactly. Mm. But um, it just seems, it's just, it's not it's just not done in a cunty way. Yeah. And I guess because it's dicks. Yeah. I mean, it's bags of dicks, isn't it? Yeah. So how can you, how can you, how can you put bag dicks mm-hmm. on people in a cunty way? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't, it, it, it anatomically doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know if you sort of cut them down the middle like a like a sausage back in school and glued them on vertically and oh fuck it's like MasterChef that, for, uh, for 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 people who've been in sexy documentaries the the busted hot dog photo that ended up on Twitter it's like those those people those body mod people that fork their tongues except like if they did with a dick a forked dick it's called octocock. Why is it Octo? You do it, that sounds like you turn it into a fucking whisk. <laughs> <laughs> or a fucking, a no. fucking pastry brush. No. it's Which is mathematically incorrect because it turns into four sections. Oh, so you actually split it. Okay, like yeah. a cross down. Oh, Jesus. Why would you do that to yourself, though? Mm. Hey, people like different things. Basically, think about getting that done to yourself, How that, what that would feel like. And that's what it's like watching Broncos fans carry on after a loss. Yes. The North Queensland Cowboys, 
46 defeated the Newcastle Knights 16 up at 1300 teeth in front of just shy of 15,000 people in attendance. The Cowboys 46 came from tries too. Winterstein, Cooper, Granville, uh, Hattrick, Ray Ray, and uh, Felt got a double. Thurston, seven of eight conversions, and the Knights had tries too. Corey Dennis, Jake Moe, Lachlan Fitzgibbon, and two of three conversions to Trent Hodkinson. Yeah, just going the the uh, the silly question here, is that Fitzgibbon any relation to Craig? Don't know. Has it been broadcast? It's, a it's not, it's not, well, it's not been broadcast to us. Okay. It could be. I mean, you know, we had the great, uh, the great uh, junior golden nuts in there. Yep, true. So it could be the. Uh, yeah. I don't think the ages would match up though, would they? For Newcastle. Poor Newcastle. Poor yeah, Newcastle. They got a team that had had the excuses and elected not to use them and just <laughs> and just proceed to kick the shit out of them. Yeah. Um. It. It was straight, the the best opposition in the league. Has to be very careful of the errors and and penalties they give away against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. because they are very good at turning opportunity into points. But poor old Newcastle were just comboing the fuck ups. <laughs> They're chaining, like it. <laughs> chaining together. You know, the 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 centre had miss a tackle, and as he missed the tackle, the winger had slip over coming back up into yeah. the line. It was just <laughs> a, a Benny Hill show of a of a rugby league game. Um, this game went exactly the way that most people expected it to. And the Cowboys went out there and, you know, were very, very professional. They could have very easily taken their foot off the pedal and, and especially with a lot of players backing up from origin. Rest, um, yeah, you just, you know, just coast at home, boys. But but that's what makes players like, uh, you know, Thurston and Scott the dominant force they are in state of origin. Yep. And... Uh, People watching obviously felt the same because you didn't get a lot of tweets on this one either. Um, Mikey Smokes, there's a cogger playing. There's a fan masturbating furiously somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this Spring, Spring, Springfield or, or Toowoomba or somewhere in between in transit. Um, M51 avoider. So good teams aren't affected by Origin. It uh, sits there in the fucking... <laughs> well, sits there in the stall just slinging it at the Broncos fans. But, uh, in all seriousness though... Mm-hmm. Which teams had the largest number of Origin players out of them in the league? Broncos is up there, right? Will it be Cronulla? Yeah, okay, so Cronulla, how many do they have? They had Gallon, Maloney, Fafita. So, you're right. Um, and then you have the Broncos with their four or five, the Cowboys. Yeah, they actually, they had outs though. I mean, the, the Cowboys rested Morgan, didn't they? That was that, was that it? Yeah, well... He was fucking channeling Dallas Johnson, so of course they rested him. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, um, compelled, let's say they were compelled to sit him out of this yeah. one. Um, but, you know, the, the Sharks came good and the, the Cowboys came good. Yep. I'm, I'm not sure the Broncos' loss had a lot to do with origin. Yeah, dogs, though. Um, yeah, true. Especially late. We'll get to that. The um, Melbourne Storm 24 defeated the Penrith Panthers 6 at Amy Park. Touch over 11,000 in attendance. The Storm's 24. Tries to Bromwich, Proctor, Morgan, and Cronk. Cameron Smith, three or four conversions and a penalty goal. The Panthers, six. Try to Josh Mansour and a conversion to Jamie Soward. A uh, couple of minutes in, I had the stupid idea that we might actually be competitive in that game. <laughs> and going in, I was actually quietly confident that, that yeah, to get sh- Melbourne the On the, the show last week, weren't you, saying, weren't you saying last week that you were going to lose? Yeah, you pretty set on losing, were you? Oh, look, I, yeah, I was set on... Set on losing in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but considering the, the intensity of State of Origin, 
um, I thought, okay, well, maybe maybe if there's a week to get Melbourne in Melbourne, this is the week. Yep. Um, and our first 10 minutes were very, very good. We went mm. out there and we looked to be back to that very simple game plan we had when we were you know, knocking off teams and, and winning games, albeit by one point. Um, but then the discipline just left. Yep. The discipline absolutely went away. Uh, and it was similar to the point you made about Manly, our defensive line seemed to be very, very, very still mm-hmm. and waiting for the attack to come up. Yep. Uh, and when you've got players of quality of, uh, of Smith and Cronk in there, you, you really can't can't do much no. against that sort of attacking line. Um, the The first try that Melbourne scored was incredibly soft. And the second try they scored was almost in the identical spot. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was just, you know, getting somebody one-on-one with Jamie Soward. Uh, when, but we did sort of come back into the game, and there were a couple of stages where we, yeah. we did get right back into the game. There was no maturity there. And we were going for Hail Marys on on every single play. Yep. You, you know, there was no pressure built. There was no, no opportunities created. It was just relying too much on that throw it around and... Something will happen. Something will open up. Yeah. We'll score a try. It's the the fucking underpants gnomes of, of rugby league game plans. It's <laughs> stage one, yeah. run the football. Yeah. Stage two, try. Stage three, try. <laughs> yeah, quick, 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 quick. But uh, fucking Bromwich for the storm. Yeah. You know, and he's not a nobody player, and he hasn't come from nowhere, but. But God, Bellamy knows how to get the best out of yeah. people. He's been pretty hot for the last couple, of, you know, yeah. last couple of seasons too. Um, and and just, but just to maintain that level, and and he's never talked about as, you know, one of one of the the best forwards in the game. Yeah. For some reason. Uh, well, he, he, it's I, just damaging. Yeah, it's it's because it's because he's he, he's not a guy that's up for Origin or Australian contention. Yeah. That's that's yeah, that, that's, that's why it. he's just under the radar a bit. Um, but it's you know, you look at Melbourne, they're just. They're better drilled than any other team, but they're also better drilled against individual opposition than yep. any other team. Yep. Uh, and and they just did an excellent job again of shutting down the the speed of the play of the ball. Yep. And we couldn't get in. Uh, the base chapo said, "What is Jay's opinion on Tohu Harris's perm?" You know what? When your side's playing the way that they are, you can have whatever the fuck you want. Even a man bun. Well, my whole thing about fucking. Urban Samurai in the yeah. beginning was don't have a kind of a haircut if your team's not playing well. Yeah, you know, sprouting around there like a just tough though, like putting an individual hairstyle on on you know the, like seventeen <laughs> players there. You got the you got you got impact on that influence on that. You know, hey, look at Ryan James. Yeah, look well, at Ryan I mean, fucking James. Yeah, well, so you're saying he's turned his entire side around through his selection yep. of haircut. He's a reverse Samson. There you go. Mm. You heard it here first from the master and the expert on uh, on rugby league haircuts. Sydney Roosters 32 to feed the West Tigers 18 at Allianz Stadium in front of a fucking crowd of 3,622. <laughs> it was shitty. It was it, it, it were absolute diabolical conditions, though. Um, their, their points came from tries to Mitchell, Tupo, Ferguson, Guerra, Watson. Um, SST got five of five conversions and a penalty goal, which is fucking amazing. Um, in those conditions again, uh, 18 points to the Tigers. Simona, Nofaluma and Tedesco tries and Mitchell Moses, three of three conversions. Mm. On the subject of the weather, mm-hmm. we've, uh, I know we've got some listeners, not social media active listeners, but down the south coast of New South Wales, Yes, who were very badly affected by the storms. 
So I uh, hope everyone's safe and all your shit's dry and yeah, don't get driving your car through puddles. I hope you don't live, didn't fucking live on ocean ocean road cholera yeah. or wherever. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's uh, some tragedy good. there. <laughs> fucking real estate tragedy there. Damn hippies not letting the government build that seawall. Tell ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, the people that oppose the seawall probably hate rabs. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, no, the people who fall the seawall probably because they're people, you know, with, with brains, you know, generally they've used to create a fortune for themselves <laughs> to buy absolute beachfront homes that can get washed away in unexpected hundreds of years. If you'd have looked at one game of the round yeah. and picked it to be the lowest scoring game of the round, it definitely would have been this one. Oh, you think? Just because of the conditions. Oh, you, you know, if you had been an intervention, yeah. you was going to be absolutely quite you know, my, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but... Both teams just, well, fuck that. <laughs> Had no respect for the rain or wind or anything. And, and it actually turned out, I don't know how much of it was the storm, but it actually turned out to be a fairly entertaining game of football. It was a decent game. Um, you know, uh, Tedesco probably could have had a better track coming back in. If yeah. He's going to look for that origin selection. Yeah. He, he was probably a little bit highly done by from a, a personal point of view. See, even tracks like this, though, it's just so risky with coming back from an injury. Yeah. So yeah, just the fact he got through it is good. Um, and the the roosters were were you know pretty how they've been all season. You know the, the they're used to playing without a lot of their their big name players by now. So I I don't think the losses of your your pierces and your corners would have affected them as much as people yeah. thought. Um, but they they were just probably I don't want to say the luckier of two sides, but. But probably took their opportunities a little bit better than the Tigers yeah. did. Yep, the Tigers certainly didn't take advantage of every time they were sort of rolling through or you know busting them. Mm. Just yeah, the, the I just just less respect or less luck with passes sticking in conditions and things like that. I think which, which in that weather, that's all you can call it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, One-eyed Tiger underscore. Said, uh, so a win over the Wooden Spoon team and an Origin depleted team were really just anomalies. Regular service resumed today. <laughs> Hashtag run TM. Of course, B was sitting it out. The biggest tiger hated every minute of that game. Every minute. Angry NRL guy. Heroic sacrifice made by Fergie to touch an unsuspected bare ass and not even stick a single digit in. Herculean effort. And that's true. I mean, that's you want to talk about redemption. I want to talk, I want to talk about, you know, reformed character. Mm. The pants were down. Opportunity was there. <laughs> Potentially motive. However, yeah. he elected not... But it wasn't in a dark environment in a situation where he had a physical advantage over the person. Which is that's his true. natural habitat. Well, that's, that's true. That's um, true. But just to, to put this game into context, um, my power went out. Okay. Uh, at the stage where the game was, the Roosters were up, 18-12. Yep. Uh, okay. And that's when the Tigers were coming on because they just and sort of tried to make it 18-12, right? That's it. And so yep. I've had the, the power come back on. I watched the rest of the game on, on replay. Yeah. But I saw the final score. Yeah. And I, and I couldn't believe... How to get to that point. How to come to that. So, yeah. and, you know, again, from a from a coach's and fan's point of view, they're those games you look at and you, you probably really can't take too much away in terms of future planning. Yeah. Um, Just be happy you got two points yeah, and run along. Um, Grasshopper474. Fucking Rabs needs to go to the nursing home. <laughs> Evans, dark skin. Napa, ghostly ranger. <laughs> Ash, easily confused. It was raining. Yeah. <laughs> they were coming in mud, I guess. Uh, uh, Earthboy75. <laughs> Can Rabs fuck off to Super League before the June 30 transfer deadline? <laughs> Ash, this week in dementia. 
Tell you what, the Poms do love a good Aussie commentator. Richie Benno was a, uh, a saint yeah. over there. But he was a, he was a saint in the sport. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah, he wasn't like, it wasn't like there was two people in the entire world going, yeah. oh, you hate Richie, Richie because you're hipsters. No, it was, he was beloved because he was amazing. But he's got white hair. He could be the poor man's Richie Benno. The working class man's Richie Benno. <laughs> Can you imagine getting around like, you know, like Catalan's games where he's like a new French name? <laughs> it's mm. bad enough. Mario Siegs. I love Sam Moa. He runs straighter than Chapo at a cancer victim. There's a joke for people who are who followed followed Chapo on Twitter for any given time. You see, you saw what happened, didn't you? No. Oh fuck, he's um he's tw- he's just thrown it out there. So I think with the voice was on or something, and he's thrown something out there about Delta, like you know she faked cancer, <laughs> faked having cancer or something, benefited from faking having cancer or something. Anyway, her <laughs> mum is on Twitter and must be searching on her name, oh, and so no. she, so she's replied so she's replied like yeah you don't you know. You don't know the struggles, oh. you know, blah blah blah. And he's replied, he goes, Woman, I'm from Western Sydney, don't talk to me about struggle. <laughs> <laughs> that woman, I'm from Western, that, that like that tweet, that's, that's one of my fucking favourite ones. <laughs> one the best thing he ever did. <laughs> he does not like the courage of his convictions. <laughs> no, he will, he will, he will go in there occasionally. Uh, he's quite funny. That and the Link Cafe tweet were pretty funny as well. Where he's talking about, was that the Kane Evans try last year? It's like Kane Evans was held up long in the Link Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> That's about that. That's the two shining moments of quality from that gentleman. Um, <sighs> Gold Coast Titans 29 defeated South Sydney Rabbitohs 28 over in uh, Perth. Just over 13,000 in attendance. And the Titans 29 came from a double to Ryan James. Ash Taylor, Tyron Roberts, Josh Hoffman uh, also with tries. Uh, Ash Taylor, one of one conversions. Tyron Roberts, three of four. Um, Taylor with the crucial field goal at the end. And the Rabbitohs, their 28 came from tries to Goodwin, Nielsen, Cody Walker, um, Talakai and Cameron McInnes and uh, Reynolds four or five conversions and uh, he had a couple of cracks at field goal too and uh, mm. not clutch no no um, Ryan James he's another one I think should really be thrown around for, for state of origin contention he, it's funny thing he actually was about oh, I don't know what Two six weeks ago. ago no no like oh, uh, yeah, yeah early this year and, and everyone was kind of like you know oh, fucking surely you jest because you couldn't attr- you couldn't trust that he was actually a truly reformed character, but it's t- as it turns out, he seems, he does seem to be. He wasn't wasn't his thing though that he was the most penalised player in two thousand and sixteen. Fuck, he felt like it. No, two thousand sixteen or two thousand fifteen. Oh, was it fifteen? Well, this year I don't think he would be. Surely, I mean, this year oh, I thought it was be... this year. I might be wrong. Um, Fuck, there's a statistic out there, no doubt. I'd love to know who the most penalised is actually. But uh, in in terms of of effort, he's he's I think at that stage of his career where, you know, he, he's only twenty four, twenty five, but he's had is it four seasons? Now five. Is it is it more than that? Probably about five. Yeah, it's probably about five. And yeah. About it, yeah. Um. So he's he's got a lot of experience, and he's still relatively young. So I I think that he he should definitely be in contention. But yep. the, when the the Titans just seem to be at the moment doing the very simple things well so which is what you need to do when you've got a side that's not packed with natural talent exactly so so they look to have had a, a you know a couple of little titans that that almost could losses yep. earlier in the year yeah and they've just been going back to to very very basic things and it's worked out for them especially in games like this where if your game plan is okay very very simple football mm-hmm. you tend to fall into those grinds 
yeah. a little bit easier. Yeah. And even at stages late in the game where it looked like the rabbits were, were running back over the top of them, I don't think the Titans were ever really truly out of it. Yeah. Um, they they always looked, okay, well, yeah, this might have happened and, and okay, they've scored a couple of tries now, but, but it, it didn't deflate their spirits, their body language didn't change, they were still yeah. running as hard an attack and defence. Um, Sam Burgess is starting to get a couple of games like this where when things don't go his way, he starts to have little temper tantrums. Yeah, that's fucking mate. That's a Burgess. And that's a Burgess character flaw that's been it's yeah. been apparent for the entire time he's been here. And you know, this game in particular, he drops the ball, then he gives away a penalty directly after that. Yeah. Then Ryan James scores his second try. Yeah. Only for the fact that he didn't have a fucking stupid man bun for people to grab onto and stop him scoring. <laughs> it's his slick new haircut that got him through. Um, but the, that's that's really got to be tempered because they're looking to to someone at the moment who who really gets them out of these these tight games or or bad situations. Yep. Uh, and I don't think the way he's going about it at the moment is the right way to do it. Yep. All right. Um, where are we? Grasshopper four seven four again. So that South Grub isn't getting charged. Will someone be kind enough to tell Parsi's nuts that lay on the turf of NIB Stadium? That was pretty fucking blatant. That wasn't. He didn't stand on. Yeah. He didn't stand on his balls. He like looked down and positioned himself and like struck it down yeah. in a downward stomping. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like oh he was just like stepping around. You know, like on his feet and you know like losing balance and just you know putting yeah. his foot down. It's like he picked his leg up and he looked and picked the target and went fucking boom. Yeah, and I've given up on the match review committee to be quite honest. Yeah, I've I've given up on them reviewing anything in a match. Yep. Um, and and if if something is so fucking blatant that everyone in the general public's talking about it, the Brett Kamali, yeah, it, talks about it on like a, I'm sure I saw him on one of the news websites well, saying it should have been three weeks. You know what? If the NRL if the NRL match review committee's you know smart and forward thinking, then they would have people who are experienced in social media to go through each game and say, well, fuck, people are talking about. This, 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 and this. Fuck! This one got blown up a bit. You're oh, gonna no, get seventy percent of them. That's just that Josh kid. Fucking yeah. just remove those. Now let's see. What, <laughs> now what's left? So yeah, you know, yeah, eighty percent of them, seventy percent of them are going to be salty fans. Yep. But oh, fuck. Okay, people noticed that. Let's make sure it's actually spoken about and reviewed properly. Yeah, let's let's not just you know nail someone just because you know the the mob demanded. Yeah. But let's if we're not going to, if there really is nothing needed to penalise, then we need to come up with a a release addressing why it wasn't yep. to yeah to that's it. At least make it a bit more transparent with the process. Mm. Um, agreed. Uh, astronauts Ryan James Ryan James a good haircut a good try. Mm-hmm. Tweet that one to you as well. Fantastic. Monday night foot bitch Cronulla Sutherland Sharks twenty to feed the Canterbury Bulldogs eighteen. Just a touch over 10,000 people at ANZ. And the uh, Sharkies, their 20 came from tries to Townsend, Holmes, Barber and Lutelli. Um, Maloney, two or four conversions. The Doggies, 18, came from tries to Reynolds, Lisha and uh, Cassiano. Mm-hmm. Kerrit Holland, three or three conversions. Looking at this game, is um, is Lyka eligible for New South Wales? Say so Lyka, Lisha, Lucia, Lisha. Yeah, um... Given it's just another fuck up for Rabs if he is. Yeah, I, look, I, I haven't even thought about his eligibility because I, you know, that requires thinking about him in that way. Looking at the two of them on field, 
I'd take him over Ennis. That's just my personal opinion. Um, because Ennis was... There was a little bit of, of old Ennis in him during this game. And especially during tight games. Um, that That's not what you need in your football team. Do you think you lose anything, though? Putting Ennis there instead of Farrah? I think you gain... You lose some things. You lose a kick. I think you. I think you. You. You might. I think you gain. You know. I think you get more consistent service. Probably yep. like the ability to draw penalties and things like my that th- as well. Probably goes up. And you. You look at him when he plays. Yeah. He doesn't generally give service from the ground. Yeah. He wants to get up and take a step or, yeah. or have a look around. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Pass it. Yeah. Which is exactly the same issue we had with Robbie Farrow. There was no speed to the play of the ball. There was oh yeah, but I mean, I mean, no time. The, the problem with Farrow is he'd do that and pass to the pass to a forward, just like you know. But if Ennis is doing that and he's passing selectively based on what he sees in front of him, I mean, it's a different. I mean, because yeah. Farrow's not doing that. Farrow's Farrow's taking his step and then just just dumping it to the guy to his left or you know yeah, like Farrow- imme- immediately like there's no like he's not using that step to fucking read that what's going on and see who's exactly. moving and you know that sort of thing. So. And realize you're a fucking number nine and the six and seven should be deciding. Where, Who takes yeah. the hit up? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, the the sharks sort of look a little bit lazy um, after after ten or fifteen minutes, and it was all little Hopper Junior needed to fucking yep. magic underpants his way. Yep. Into the in goal, but um, unfortunately the the dogs just you know you, you can never blame one moment on a loss. No. But. Things like not finding touch on a penalty. There's 30 or, minutes of dog stuff way. you blame for this game because um, I mean they were so dominant and like seemingly had this you know the, the well in control for so long. Mm. Like I'd go one step further and say they're probably the better team. They they had all the momentum. They had yep. all the attacking flair, and they really had the sharks on the back foot. Uh, but the they they did their best to fuck themselves and gave the sharks a, an option back in. Um, yeah, Hopper Junior was. I thought on field best for the dogs. The rest um, did him good. The rest did him very good. <laughs> Playing every couple of weeks, you know, your recovery is just fucking spot on. He didn't have to contend with too many high balls. Yep. Uh, but for the ones that they came at him along the ground, he was safe. His positional play was good. Yep. Um, there were a couple of times where he wasn't around to defuse a kick. Yep. And then you get things like Michael Ennis being the one back in defence and, and letting tries in. But. Um, Probably not the best game that the Sharks could have had, but taking into account that they did have some of the more important players backing up from Origin, I think they'd be pretty happy with the result. Um, the base chapeau. I have no words for that absolute tornado of shit the Bulldogs served up tonight. Hashtag, hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Hashtag, everybody hurts. <laughs> Special K online. I had legit three wanks. Th- oh, sorry, I legit had three wanks today. I can't even celebrate this win. <laughs> Mitch Tall 13 the Sharkies just put together a point scoring zero conceded second half hash complete footy team hash premier, premiership favourites hash engravers ready <laughs> relax uh, at life of tie I'll be so happy when the Sharks bomb out of the finals again this season after all their belief is growing for someone that sounds like someone who lives near the Shire GT351 underscore Johns the drug fucked Shark Gronks didn't win we lost with stupid errors and penalties. We were the better team, just stupid at times. Mm. I don't even think it was stupid errors and penalties. I think it was more like, yeah, there was errors and penalties, but I, I think it was more just hmm. not capitalising on absolutely dominant periods of the game where, yeah. you know, it seemingly were, you know, camped. 
previews. I've uh, got a full round this week and uh, Thursday night football. The Brisbane Broncos take on the Canberra Raiders up here at Suncorp. Yeah, um, interesting game. Um, I'm trying to tell myself that it'll be close. I don't think it will be as close uh, as as a couple of people are saying. Um, Canberra's worst performance is well under Brisbane's worst performance. Yep. And I think that the Broncos would have been fairly well drilled after the performance they put in in New Zealand last week. Uh, Canberra definitely on on the rise, but I think the fact that they let in as many points as they did last week, yeah, uh, you, you have that sort of lapse in attitude against the Broncos, and they'll put twice as many on you. So I'm going Broncos at home. Yeah, oh, look, I'm going to go Broncos at home, but I mean, not with the, the same amount of confidence because I, what we will see, I guess, is, is they're going to have their Origin guys back. Um, yeah, they still don't have McCulloch, and that's a big factor for you know probably you know some of why they've been playing poorly lately. Mm. I mean, he hasn't been there, but um, it'd be interesting to see you know, with the Origin guys back. You'll know whether it's a if it's a thing, if there's an issue. Because remember, like yeah. they had, they had one of the one of the losses was was Origin guys. You know, not all of them back, and you know some of them some of them were playing. You know, tired a couple of days after yep. Origin. The one before that was all the Origin players were out. You know, yeah. but you know were forced. You know, yep. eligibility yep. wise. So, and then the one before that was the the Sharks one, wasn't it? Where it was, you know, where they they played in the yeah. afternoon and they weren't used to the sunlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they, they, the whole vampire thing. So there are kind of excuses. <laughs> around it. there's reasons but this one I mean it's not Friday night but it's Thursday night so it's you know same diff and the turnaround then that's what they'll blame oh, of course short turnaround I've been a fool you're right okay it's Canberra to win <laughs> <laughs> West Tigers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs Friday night football this one's a traditional game where the Tigers get done by 50 but Souths aren't Souths well actually even with yeah. Souths were shit they would, they would still be the Tigers getting done by 50 this time though I don't know. Well, Tedesco's back, and if it's dry, that's that's six points at least for the Tigers. Mm-hmm. So all the Rabbits have to do is score more than six to win. To win. Um, again, I'm I'm not impressed by Souths. No. Uh, but when their backs were against the wall last week, they showed what they're capable of as an attacking football team. Yeah. Um, they almost got them home too, but oh, I think I think. Just based on um, Inglis and Burgess and the size of them, I'm going to have to tip South. What about um, short turnaround, long travel distance? From Perth. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing in that? No. Look, I think... I'd, I'd, I'd like to, to you know, help, the, help the Tigers people and say they're going to win, but Robbie Farrah's been named on the side, and I guess, well, fuck, they lost last week without Farrah, so it's not just him's problem, but Brooks and Moses both named, and we know when the two of them play together, mm. generally speaking, it doesn't, it's a little bit more disjointed, so it's tough. I'm just going to have to go with South, and like, that's with no confidence, because I don't rate South either. Mm. Uh, the Knights take on the Warriors Saturday afternoon, Hunter Stadium, Newcastle. Warriors worth fucking thousand. And I say that even though it's outside of New Zealand, um, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. They're paying a dollar thirty. The Warriors. Yeah, and so I think they're fairly comfortable. Everyone on the planet thinks that they're going to win. One of the more lockier locks of the week, I think. Mm. Uh, the Eels take on the Gold Coast Titans. This is TIO, so that's up in Darwin, right? Yep. So, <sighs> uh, a month ago, or whatever it was, five weeks ago. 
the eels romp home. Yep. And continue their charge. Yep. Now, I actually think the Gold Coast have a a very decent chance. I think they do of, too. Of knocking off the eels. And this is also be a Saturday after the Friday is when all yep. the, all the shit needs to be submitted. Yep. For the eels thing, so yeah, they may have the 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 twelve point deduction and all that sort of stuff hitting them before this game as well. So uh, yeah, it's very interesting. With with things like foreign being gone for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. um, it, that's a, a big blow to them. It could be it could be a massive boost to them though too. I mean, imagine the morale around team when you've got a fucking degenerate like that. You know, gambler, gambler, yeah. gambler. You know, recreational. How many Energy drinkage, prescriptiony. Kenny Rogers, fucking greatest tits album. <laughs> just, um, yeah, so I look. I, I think that the the Titans can get back over the top of the hills. They're just playing a more exciting, uh, more upbeat style of football at the moment. How do you rate the Titans on a, on a couple of fucking decent trips? I mean, the They're players like Perth, on Perth, Perth back. Yeah, Perth back, and then up to up to Northern Territory. Yeah, I think it was Ryan James that said in his, his post match interview that they they went straight from Perth to Darwin. Okay. Uh, and they Smart. spent they spent the whole time up there, you know, yeah. training, uh, but also getting out in the community and and Doing spreading that, yeah. the spreading the gospel of rugby league. Yeah, good on them. Uh, and trying to build some support for the club up there because fucking God knows they don't have it on the Gold Coast. <laughs> Sydney Roosters take on the Melbourne Storm Saturday evening, Allianz Stadium. I, I just tip Storm until further notice. Yeah. Quite frankly. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a time, you know, where they might get busted or you know they might dip and that sort of thing. But it hasn't happened yet, mm-hmm. so I'm you know I'm not prepared to really go against them until uh, until then. Mm. Jackson Hastings back in the side. That'll be divisive. I mean, given they've dropped him and the, the way his dad had a fucking hissy fit on Twitter about it and that sort of shit. Interesting. So yeah, we'll see how he goes, I suppose. Mm. Uh, the mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Penrith Panthers Sunday afternoon at Brookie the golden time the golden place are we having a bet on this one? I don't know do you want to? <laughs> 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 I'm, happy, I'm happy to have a fucking bet on it oh, yeah. I'll bet on two flies crawling down fucking down a pickle slide down a wall at a McDonald's <laughs> I, th- I think I mean honestly <laughs> So. This is probably the most fucked up lineup that um that Manly have had to display all season. Um, fuck me, the centres, Tommy Turbo, which is, he was actually quite good on the on the left hand side. Yeah, he was um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Braden William, fucking nightmare. Uh, and you got Matthew Wright and uh, and and Tafu. On, on, and, and Tafu. So uh, presumably Tafu is going to be on the left outside Turbo then, and then William is going to be over. the... In yeah, the Jamie Lyon centre position. Fuck, that's that's going to be strange. I mean, also, yeah, they're professional sports people. Yeah, they, they mean, should know how to get in. Bryce, there. Bryce Cartwright in six. Jamie South's been dropped as we've as we've mentioned earlier. Um, what the fuck is going to happen there? I mean, I wish Look, Jamie South was there to run through. Like, I'll be I'll be honest. I mean, I think I think someone like um. <laughs> Someone like Dylan, Walk- Dylan Walker and Tafua would, uh, would would love to fucking trample that patch yeah. of grass. <laughs> um, my opinions on playing players out of position yeah. are well known. I think it's a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Especially when we had the option of, and my feelings on Peter Wallace have been pretty clear, uh, of putting Wallace back into the halves, Seguiaro back into the nine. Seguiaro's really fucking shat the bed if, over there, something there. If you it? really want to drop... 
Jamie Selt. Yeah. Then have um, some op- have an option to bring in this, yeah. a, a native to that position. You know, so um, looks the young Cleary lad's second game in the NRL. I don't think he had a blinder of a first game. It wasn't a happy first game, but it wasn't well. like it was his fault though. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You know, a, a couple of things you could see him trying to do that, that yeah. obviously worked in in the lower grades, but but didn't in in first. But he'll be better for that run. Um, I think again. Based on based on the fact that this dropping of Soward should probably shock some of the team into action, um, and based on Manly's rampant fucking diving karma that's applied <laughs> to the team, um, put your entire house and everything you own on Penrith thirteen plus. <laughs> the only, I mean, it's funny. Like I would I would love that this this would be the ideal Penrith lineup to take on, just because like you know. No halves <laughs> and that kind of thing, but then like we, we got crushed with even worse injuries, even less halves. Could we say? Could we say though that you know the the old cliche? Oh, well, this was a game of two halves. This is a game of no halves. Absolutely less than zero. Halves. <laughs> this is negative halves. <laughs> I mean, you look at I mean, like we we're rocking. With, I mean, you're rocking with a back rower, and what's clear? He's a seven though, right? He's he's naturally seven. Yeah, he's eighteen, yeah. so he, yeah. he doesn't even count as a quarter. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh, well, okay. So he's, he's so he's an eighth. But then you got then you got Hooker, Appy Corusau, and Santa Dylan Walker on our side as well. So we got exactly zero halves. There's going to be a lot of running in this game. This, the the problem the problem is um, that Penrith have got a lot of mistakes in them, and I feel like if if Manly do what they've been doing lately, they're going to drag Penrith down to that level. And and if and if Manly get yeah. that that last that last twenty thirty roll on thing. <laughs> That might be the, after and they've dragged Penrith down to that we, level. We do have the Anthony Griffin late collapse thing. In, yeah, so so that's a that's a bit of an X factor for this game. Liam Knight in the eighteen oh, jersey. <laughs> so so Liam Knight, uh, boom boom rookie Liam Knight. Uh, he's um in the eighteen. So I, so I'm not sure who's who's uh in mm. trouble or who might not be there. But fuck, it would be a great time to bring him in, um, potentially at the expense of someone like a Lussick or a Nate Miles. Mm. Uh, but then we've got the wife beater in the 16, so fuck, there's your karma right there too. What, it's not, not a bad history. Round 10 last year, we got you by one. Round six, we got you by 12 or 10. Can't, I can't math tonight. Um, 2014, you got us by one. 2013, we got you by 12. So it's fairly even history. When did we get you by one? When did we, when did we get you by one? Was that, what was it? Round, round 25, 2014. So that was that game where we scored at the death then? Last game of the round. Yeah. Last game of the season. I don't remember that being decided by one. I thought it was a try. Like, you know, it was definitely a try that won it, but it must have been a... Okay. It was a try, but maybe we had, we'd scored a few. I forget the fucking running of that you, game. You might be going back further than I am, because this only goes back to um, 2011. No, this was recent, because it had Tommy Simons as the one that scored the try at the end. Over on the right well, hand one side, that we kicked the the field. Morling kicked the field goal to fuck you. Yeah, that wasn't. It definitely wasn't last year. It was towards the end of the, it. was like one of the last games of a 2014, season. Two thousand and fourteen. It must have been yeah. must. There must have been that. So you were up by field goal, and we scored a try to get over top. That's why it's the one point. Yeah, like it wasn't us with yeah. the odd point. Yeah, it was yeah, a, yeah. with the even points. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. That makes sense. That's the one. Yep. Fuck, fuck. That was epic. <laughs> Because I had people giving it to me, like Penrith fans, fucking giving it to me on Twitter and stuff. They, they, it was over according to them. They must have been very, very new Penrith fans. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Because as you know, this is an eighty-two minute game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
I mean, honestly, I've I've got no no confidence in that game. But I mean, like I look at like I've got no confidence in your side either. This is like a fucking cripple fight, and like we're actually all biscuited at you know similar time. I mean, you've got Moylan and Mansell there; they're usually injured at this point. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, that's you know advantage you yeah, on that if, respect. If we have our our peaches and our Cartwright step up, yeah, um, then then we win the game fairly easily. If we turn into dropsies, penalties, Panthers, yeah, then. Then you guys are just going to walk all over us. Into and, if, I'll tell you, and, if, and if you guys have got problems with dummies reading dummies, <laughs> you're going to get fucking carved. Because let me tell you, it's going to be dummies for days from Dylan Walker and Coruscant. It's going to be like somebody, <laughs> somebody shunt up, perm. Please go and get a copy of Reading Dummies for Dummies and give that to the Panthers. You, just, you don't even have to read. This is the thing with dummies. You don't even have to read them. You just got to fucking put your body on that guy no matter what he does. Yeah. Like this mentality like, oh, if he passes, I'm going to fucking like slide to the next. Fly neck. off like, him. And- no, he's your man. Yeah. Put your man down. <laughs> like no matter what. I mean, if anyone who's marking up with Jonathan Thurston has that, goes, goes with that thing, I don't give a fuck what he does. I'm putting you on his back. Mm-hmm. You, you do that, not only do you take him out of, like, you know, additional phases of play, yeah. but he also will never fall for a dummy. I mean, exactly. if he beats you, like, you know, yeah, with footwork or something, that's great. But if, if, if he beats you because you're watching his hands and not, you know, you, yeah. then, you know you're a fucking idiot. Um, I say that as a guy that would never be able to tackle Jonathan Thurston. Monday Night Foot Bitch, St. George, Illawarra Dragons, take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. And uh, this one's taking place at ANZ... Yeah, I'm going to have to back the doggies on this. Doggies to bounce back. Just based on, you know, it's their on week after a loss. Yeah, I've, um, lost, I've lost track of those weeks. I think they fucked up the rotation a bit. Yeah, but then they, they fucked up the fuck up. So I think we're back on the original. So that means if last week was the off week, then it should have been apparent that they were going to lose even when it looked like they were going to win. Yeah. Okay. Um, on week in a team that's pretty mud just, as well. So. Just based on, on the size of their forwards and, and how dirty they'd be on last week. Agreed. And All also, right. fuck, we got another one. I know, I almost, I almost. Oh, yeah, two games on Monday this week. What's going on? Ah, uh, four p.m. Because we got the Queen. Is a uh, is there a holiday? There's a Queen. It's some. It's not here, is there? But somewhere, must be in New South Wales. They've got. Yeah, is yeah. it Queen's I birthday? I think. Something. Nice. Yes, yeah, so that, that. Sorry, that game. My mistake. That's four p.m. Then we got the. Then we got the the Monday night game, which is uh, Sharkies versus the Cowboys, and uh, this one's taking place at Reclaim Australia Coliseum. And um, good match. This is a fucking like mm. like match of the round. One of the one of the matchups of the year, given the way that the teams are going, yep. kind of situation. You know, top of the table clash. Uh, interesting. Be a nice test for the Sharks. You know, mm-hmm. they've, they've had some good wins um, over the last couple of weeks. They had a very very good win over the Broncos, who would consider another heavyweight. And if they can take out the Cowboys. Then it'd go a long way to to their credentials as as real real contenders, yeah, contenders for the title. Um, the the Cowboys are just never going to be an easy beat. They've got too many players that are too good in their positions. Yep. Um, who either do play Origin or should play Origin. Yeah. Um, well, old so. machine, very settled lineup. Not not uh, not uh, uh, crippled by rampant injuries or you know really many injuries at all. I mean, there's not a lot of shuffling they have to do. Yeah. Uh, so. See. In saying that, we have yeah. been seeing a lot of the Cowboys at home. They've had a nice run of yeah. home games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they have looked vulnerable on the road before. Um, they didn't last year, though, when they won the comp. Look, however, so. the, where is a casually racist person from North Queensland going to feel the most comfortable? 
at Reclaim Australia Stadium. Exactly. So they're like sister cities, yeah. sister stadiums. That's it. So, yeah. Hate differences. <laughs> That is full time for episode 225. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can, as always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at CWI League, also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. So make sure you hit the like button there if you haven't already. Believe me, there's like 70% of our population don't want to put their name on it, uh, on their real life face, Facebook thing. So, uh, you know, I understand that, but I'm sure there's enough of you that. Um, you know what? If enough people yep. take the time out to make fake Facebook accounts, Mm-hmm. and put a name and TWIL as a surname, eventually Facebook will have to legitimise us yep. as a proper surname. As a nation. That's our first step to, to religious status and a tax-free existence. It's a dream. It's, Fuck, I could do it's it why, around it, in a it's, robot. It's, it's, why, it's why I started podcasting. <laughs> 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 iTunes review this week from Josh Clark 85 This week in League 5 Stars. Love the podcast. Can't hear the word X Factor the same ever again. Thank you, sir. And uh, yeah, seriously, it's it's so as you see, it's so easy to fucking drop a review in there and drop a rating, even just a star rating uh, into iTunes. So uh, it really helps us. It helps older shows like us. It helps keep us up the top of the table because I mean the the iTunes algorithm is is skewed towards new shows, mm-hmm. um, and and who who pick up new subscribers a lot, obviously because they're new. Um, so it, it helps with things like uh. Uh, reviews and uh, and ratings and stuff like that and, so, and subscriptions it helps uh, keep us up the top where we rightly belong it's nice to get a review from somebody mm-hmm. who can use the word X, X Factor and talk about how fucked it is <laughs> not like this <laughs> last bunch of degenerates that just went on and typed X Factor X Factor X Factor X Factor <laughs> Fucking thank you for the proper reviews. Yeah, so if you're gonna do a review, um, of course, you know, feel free to creatively use X Factor no, for, for the benefit of Jay. <laughs> because he loves it, he brought it on himself. Um, Supercoach, a new leader here. We got the Wendells on top now. Boy, fucking decent. The buy round things obviously fucking people over. Um, and so yeah, he's uh, the Wendells is up the top now. Mm. Uh, NZ underscore Magpie fifty four in second. Ram and Robbo. I need to ram a bit harder because you drop back to third, son. Bobbers, Pool Sharks, Silver Foxes, Fijian Eels, SFC, and Magookan's Army. Uh, and he's moved up to nine. And uh, Far Q All is down to ten. Tipping Whitey on top by 1.71. David Kingston drops back to second. Tied with Desi's Ducks on 70. Then we go back another point to Lemon uh, in fourth. And we've got a couple uh, JB and Noughts there on 68. So three points off the pace. And then we go back another to Dugs, Tucker, SNS, Marla. And finally Bulldog Wixie comes into 10th on 66. Five points off the pace. And um, as always, just want to give a shout to some other podcasts in the family. For those who don't know, if you end MMA, get around one of my other shows this week in MMA. Just look on iTunes for it. And uh, also one with uh, Hilgenfeld um, called the Rocks and Diamonds Podcast, which is uh, Hilgenfeld, of course, who did sketches that you would have seen on Twitter and Facebook and that uh, all last season. He's been really fucking slack this season, actually. Uh, but I think he's going to start resuming some uh some this week in league related artwork as well that's it that's all we've got time for thanks for your company oh you're welcome you're very welcome fantastic as always and listeners too of course and uh and it just and i hope you enjoyed the bonus 
the Golden Point episode where we've gone over the two-hour mark <laughs> for your benefit. Uh, because believe me, I know I know you people uh, live each each additional minute. It's just like, yeah, this is sweet, sweet nectar <laughs> that sustains you. So, uh, you know, congratulations. You got another five this weekend. Uh, if you really want to, if you uh, send a stamped self-addressed envelope to This Week in League, yep. uh, Nate will actually just pocket dial you and leave you in his pocket as he goes about his day-to-day business. If two hours <laughs> isn't enough for you each week. I've got this uh, specially created uh, white noise <laughs> white noise I'll put that on a USB and send it to you for yeah, sixty nine ninety nine <laughs> plus your four easy payments of sixty nine ninety nine <laughs> and you can return any time after you go through an onerous uh, process that you really won't be worth your time <laughs> that's it see you next week see ya